welcome for the first time in a couple of weeks. Um, I apologise for the the lateness of this episode. We had some corona issues. Um, the day that me and Digby were supposed to um, record this episode, Jorge came down with coronavirus symptoms. Um, so we had to self-isolate until he could get tested. And he's all good. Um, he came back negative, so that's great. But um, since then, Digby has turned old. Much on... older now. <laughs> he had his birthday last week, so he's Feels had so like different. a... Yeah? No. You look really old now. Do I? Yeah. My grades are really showing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, you've had like a, a long weekend of fun. About a six, a six day birthday. A six day birthday. <laughs> and that's the only way to do it. Yeah, why not? It's got to be done. If you can't have two birthdays a year like the Queen, then you need to extend your one birthday. Yeah, a day for every decade. I'm not that old. That was a joke. <laughs> because you're old. Yeah, I get it. Project. I get it. But okay. you're, I mean, don't forget, you're older than me. Right. A lot older. Agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, welcome to uh, family, honeys, Ohana, friends, um, and anyone else who has found themselves listening to this seventh episode of the podcast. Um. You've heard from him a little bit already, but today's guest is a dad joke machine, a stunning soprano. <laughs> A cocktail connoisseur, a pharaoh and baller, a clay pigeon destroyer, <laughs> a culinary master, a friend's expert, a peace lily killer, <laughs> a mayonnaise addict. Oh my god, this goes on. This is too long. <laughs> an Olympic an Olympic level beer ponger. Yeah. And the love of my sister's life. Oh. Welcome, Digby. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> so now that everyone knows everything, so thanks for coming. Yeah, cool. That was that was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, so I'd like to start by telling everyone three things they may not know about you. Right. Um, and like Lily's, I found this really hard because I feel like you're such an open book. Okay. And like... Yeah. We'll find that out, actually, <laughs> if I am an open book at the end of this. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> so, um, number one... You have lots of interesting hobbies, such as skiing, cycling, and hiking mountain trails in boat shoes. Um, and when visiting family, you love to go fishing, especially when you get to borrow your mum's hat and sunglasses. Oh dear, yes. Yeah? That was a fetching look. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, glad this is a podcast, that. not a TV programme, because then, then they'd see it. Oh yeah, that would be a perfect right now. That's not going to be the, the home photo, is it? Oh my God, I've got no, to no, 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 ask Gimme no, for it. No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not allowed. Oh. <laughs> That's one just for, just for, <laughs> just, just just, for the family. That's just for us, yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, you are incredibly close to your friends and family. Um, and you even have two tattoos that represent your connection with them. Mm. And number three, matching socks for you are absolutely out of the question. <laughs> and you wear odd socks of a variety of bright colours and patterns every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Where did that come from? Difficult to say, actually. It happened, I don't know, maybe maybe 15 years ago or something when I was at school. And uh, just I just stopped wanting to... It was a bit of OCD, I think. Mm. And uh, maybe I had a couple of bad days when I was wearing matching socks. And I attributed it to that. Mm. Um, so I decided to wear odd socks and I had some good days. So every every day since then... Um, I've worn odd socks, but it has to be the same pattern. Right. But different colours. So it can't be like one plain yellow and one zigzag blue. Okay. 
it has to be the same pattern. So what do you do? Which if is someone... a, makes it a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, I was gonna say, what if someone buys you just like a single pair of socks? Um, which has happened. Yeah. Father Christmas for one. Um, <laughs> He's supposed to know his stuff. He does, but um, not when it comes to my socks. I think it might have been when I just changed my mind. So I'll give him a bit of a, uh, a, a an off on that. But <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, I don't wear them. Mm. I give them so Immy's got a few of my pairs okay. that she wears to keep her feet warm because she gets cold very easily. Yeah, uh, and I don't. I get I sit there <laughs> boiling like when she's radiation. freezing, um, <laughs> so it's it's difficult to fight to open the window. Oh, and God, like yeah. I want to open. I want to close. I want to open. I need a fan tonight. It's so hot. No, I don't want a fan. I get cold. <laughs> I need three layers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, that's I think that's where it came from, and it's stuck ever since. And now I'm. My OCD is now in that frame, and I, I run with it's like it. Ingrained. So, I love yeah. it. I think it's such a cool like. Yeah, I think it, 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 it. People comment on it quite a lot, and they all find it quite weird. <laughs> um, but it's, it's one of those things that um, I don't know that, that I like doing. Yeah, and it's like I like an interesting, it a lot. interesting point of conversation. Yeah. For some people, it's very boring for most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we'll we'll see how many switch off after the first five minutes. <laughs> Um, what are you drinking, Digby? Right, so actually, um, for my birthday last week, uh, I turned 21. Um, <laughs> again. <laughs> again, for the, the sixth time, <laughs> seventh time, Jesus. Um, I was given by, uh, I was given two different um, drinks, alcoholic beverages, uh, one by you and Jorge, mm. which was a delicious Psychopop gin. Um, oh, you tried it? I have tried it, and it's oh, cool. spot on. Oh, yeah. Um, and the other one was a really nice bottle of wine by Lillian Keith. Um, so I thought I'd bring that tonight because drinking gin from a wine glass is just quite destructive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, so this is a um, it's a Sicilian wine. So it's um, it is organic biological kind of um, white. It's a Cataro Bianco grape, which I'd never heard of before, but oh. it's really it's really tasty. You've got a glass? You like it? Yeah, no, because Lily picked it. It's just, I find it disgusting. Oh no way! Oh shit! Well, I have <laughs> no, to drink I'm it. No, I'm joking. It, it's it's oh. white wine. I can drink it. Bugger! Lily, what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's so annoying. I thought I was going to get another glass. Um, oh no! no. Oh yeah, you can have that. <laughs> it's um. You don't, do you actually know, do you know like it? No, you go. No, no, no. It's 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 it's, it's nice. Fine. I'm just teasing Lily. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, like uh, it's quite dry. Um, Stone fruity melon, do you get those kind of hints? Mm, yeah, um, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's yeah. white. It's white, white. And it's so, got yeah. a donkey on it. And is that just because I think ass? it's an ass? Oh, same wavelength. <laughs> uh, no, because I was going to say it's just a nice picture of an ass on the bottle. Oh, yeah. Um, which is what I like when I drink. Dead air. Um, no, uh, yeah, so that's what I thought I'd bring tonight. This and whole... it's delicious. This whole podcast is just going to be like a race to the dad joke after like every sentence. Um, By the way, have I swore yet? Oh, I don't know. I think I might have done. Have you done a swear? I don't know. Are you going to bleep them out? Like no. everyone else, like everyone else before me, actually, um, also quite a, 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 a sweary person. So, nice. um, well, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. Not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. This might cause some expet- expletives. Is that right? Expletives. 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 Yeah. Expletives. Um, this is your sixty-second life story. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> did, did it twice. Okay, go on. Count, count me in. Okay, cool. From sixty. All right, ready. Okay. Okay. From sixty. <laughs> Three, two, one, go.
Okay, uh, so I was born in Cambridge uh, with an older sister, Alice, um, to two parents, like normal. Uh, <laughs> I then moved to Switzerland at the age of one-ish, um, lived there a couple of years, moved to Jersey for a couple of years, moved back to Cambridgeshire, technically Essex, but we lived on the border, so we said Cambridgeshire because you would. Um, <laughs> and then I went to school in Yorkshire, school in the Midlands, um, got a job in Norfolk as a chef. I travelled the world, um, moved to Wales, lived in Wales, moved to Bristol. Uh, sorry, I need to say that I travelled the world with my two best friends, Harry and Ali. So, um, uh, and then moved to Bristol, uh, met the gorgeous Emmy, um, and um, that's about it, really. I don't know. It's a, You've got probably, ten more seconds. Probably a lot more that I haven't mentioned, but I freaked out when I said not a lot. Um, <laughs> no, that was really But yeah, in a nutshell, that's pretty much it, mm. in a very brief nutshell. That was very well done. Yeah. It's difficult because you, you, you're, trying to, you're trying to fit it all in and then yeah. you miss quite a lot out. Yeah. I, I don't know what I missed out, but I've definitely definitely got more than that. <laughs> but <laughs> fuck it, we'll things. forget about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure that um, hopefully like some of them will come up when yeah. we... When we um, if not, it's a secret. <laughs> it's not worth mentioning. Can I open the window? Yes. I'm quite Absolutely. Warm. Yeah, there's a little spinny thing on the top. It's open. Oh, cool. Safety first. Safety first, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, how do we know each other? Uh, oh, good question. No idea. Yeah, me neither. Uh, no, so obviously through Emmy, as I mentioned, in uh, in my 60 seconds, my 50 seconds. <laughs> um, I met her ooh, six years ago or so at the Lido. Oh my God, was Long it six time. years ago? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe six. Uh, when did she start? That, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, no, she started Lido five years ago, or just over five years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, five years. Whoa. Um, and, um, yeah, neither of us were single at the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, life life has thrown its funny little turn. And, um, yeah, we we ended up courting, <laughs> um, which was great. And it's it's been it's been fantastic ever since. Yeah. So, you've yeah. Been, how long have you been together now? Is it just, two gone, years. just gone two years? What's the date? August. August. Two years and two years and two months, pretty much. Aww. Yeah. Feels like so much longer to me. It do, it, it, it feels like ten years. Yeah. God. Christ. Yeah. Doesn't no. it drag? <laughs> <laughs> it flies. It flies. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, it's been two two and a bit years now, mm. um, and we've lived together. I mean, um, technically since November, but yeah, a lot longer than that. We spend yeah. a lot of time together. Yeah. Wicked. Um, the next part of the podcast is your quickfire question round. Hit me. And I feel like if someone's going to do quickfire, it's going to be you. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll smash this. Don't all you of these other, all of these Wafflers. other talkers, waffle. just absolute, absolute waffle. waffle. Yeah, not what we want at all. Yeah, go on. I got the first question. Okay. Uh, I'm joking. <laughs> no idea. Go on. Um, okay. Uh, first question. Your top three desert island albums um okay so this was actually quite difficult again like everyone else mm. was saying um about people not listening to albums all the way through and mm-hmm. i'm a i'm a big one for that i make my own playlists oh are you i'm so a big playlist maker you're like Amy with the um, so so that was quite tough but there are there are uh two standout ones um uh, which w- would always be in there for the mm-hmm. albums and one quite rogue one that i've added in later on but it's only been quite recent Okay, um, so I'll start with the first one, like normal. Um, <laughs> Damien Marley, Welcome to Jam Rock. 
Probably oh, not okay. what anyone would have expected, but this uh, was something that me uh, and my two best friends, Harry and Ali, listened to a lot um, when we were kind of just finishing school. And then we mm. spent like um, a year working to, to save up some money to go travelling. And we would meet up every week because we lived, we, we lived around the country. We'd meet up every week oh, and um, and we'd have a session. We'd get together and we'd kind of do up Will and Grover and we'd be listening to Damien Marley, Welcome to Jam Rock, and it would be um, just one of those things that just like stick, stuck with me yeah. all the way through. Um, and the whole, the whole thing's wicked. Then we all went to go and see him in London. Oh, no uh, way. So we watched him perform. Um, so that, that album is quite special. because it's just that. It's just full of bangers. It's full of bangers. <laughs> and if you haven't listened to it, you should. Yeah, it's not one I know at all. No, you sh- oh, it's wicked. It's, so, it's a bit, it's, it's, I think it's like Bob Marley to the older generation. Right, okay. Um, you recognise most of the songs if you listen to it. Oh, cool. I would say. But that's probably because I know them all very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's wicked. <clears throat> but, okay, and the second one is... Um, Big Calm by Morchiba. Um, again, oh. probably quite left field. That's yeah. not very well known. It's big. It's a nineties album. Yeah. Um, but that was introduced to me um, when I was working in Wales, living in a caravan, Ooh. which was great. Um, not. Um, <laughs> and I lived with a a chef friend um, that we worked for for a few years. He died recently, actually. Um, and he introduced me to this, and he was older, and then we we got on really well. Then Ali my best mate came in and, and lived with us in the caravan and worked at the hotel I was, I was chefing at. And, um, and it was just, it was another one of those, those albums that's just really kind of lovely and it flows all the way through. Um, mm. And I, it's something that I always kind of lean back on when I need something to kind of soothe me and just mm-hmm. like relax and just unwind. And it's just really, it's really lovely, but it's got, it's kind of upbeat songs, but it yeah. just, the whole thing is wicked. Um, and the last one, <clears throat> a little bit left field, is um, Life on the Road by David Brent. Oh my God, that's the best answer yet. Um, it, I included it because uh, it's, this is the new one. So the other ones, you've got, you've got some reggae in there. It's kind of rocky, it's kind of jammy, <laughs> it's kind of loud, it's sing-along. Um, and then you've got your chill, your kind of relax, your soothing. But then you need some, some comedy. Yeah. If you're on a desert island on your own, you need That's a bit of comedy. That's such a good shout. Because you, if, you, if you're on a desert island, you've got no TV, you've got no radio, no mobile, obviously, because mm-hmm. otherwise you'd ring for help. Mm-hmm. Or you'd watch, I don't know, some, some trashy thing like Friends, <laughs> which is wicked. Um, I keep saying wicked a lot. Um, and then Drink every so time. I thought, I would, I thought I'd add some comedy. I love and that choice. It is awesome. It's a brilliant album. It is brilliant. It is brilliant. I, it's so, it, it's, not, it's not your classic kind of song writer song singer mm. um because because of it's ricky gervais but yeah. um but it is actually very good at it yeah which is his, his first trade but um it's it's so funny and I you can sing to it, it. And, it, and it and every time you sing to it you have the same reaction you did the first time yeah you still laugh in the right places you still i don't know it's, i think it's great so yeah so those are my three Rapid fire <laughs> desert island disc I albums. I love that. I, that final choice is just <laughs> the best answer so far. Good. That's I'm amazing. Glad. I'm glad. You, you know what? When you were talking, something that I find interesting is that I feel like with albums, the first two at least took you back to a specific moment in your life. Yeah. Um, and I don't think playlists do that. So, what is it about, what do you think it is about playlists that appeals more? I think because um, it's probably a slight laziness in that 
I don't want to like I, I, I a lot of the music that I listen to has been introduced to me mm. from other people. I don't spend my time searching new songs and listening to them and going, mm, don't like that one. Oh, let's try this one and find that one. I've got a lot of friends who are big into their music and right. they go, listen to this, it's awesome. And I go, wicked, I love this <laughs> one. And so that goes into a playlist, but with a correct playlist. Okay. So I think that's probably because I just don't want to waste my time, potentially, yeah. listening to a full album and not enjoying half of it. I mean, it, it makes sense. And it, I guess it's still doing the same thing that an album does and puts you in a particular mood. Yeah. Like, it's it's the same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Uh, what are your three favourite films? Okay, so <laughs> this is difficult. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you about ten. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell you why for three of them. Okay. I think. Okay. Uh, oh because I can't leave any of them out. Yeah. Because they're all great. Okay. And I did have to write these down. Because every time I listened to a previous podcast and I would, I would sit there and be like, oh, this one, this one, this one. And then the next podcast would be like, oh, I forgot about this one. <laughs> like, oh, so I've got four now. And then like, oh, now there's five, six. And so it just it just escalated. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's no way I can not start this off with With Neil and I. Oh, yay. Best film ever made. Ever. Wow. That is, that is undisputed. Statement absolutely undisputed champion of the, the film world it's just brilliant in every way <laughs> um uh the second is into the wild um mm. which have you seen that i don't believe i have okay that is a that's a heart wrencher true story about someone who goes uh, uh, should i should I, I shouldn't be talking about them. actually i think into the wild has just been lent to us by becky and sam our neighbors oh god watch it i won't i won't i won't i won't say that. okay Ooh, honestly cool. oh what a film awesome. great soundtrack the the uh, oh, it's cool. the uh, Eddie Vedder, the lead singer of Pearl Jam, um, did the the the, the soundtrack. It's oh wow! Um, next one is Hunt for the Wild People, which oh, okay. uh, I actually just got your parents to watch. Uh, well, I told them about that, and they watched that a few weeks ago, uh, and oh, nice. um, both of them uh, loved it. Uh, and that's a, like a, a New Zealand kind of dark comedy, okay. brilliant film. Uh, Man on Fire, because Denzel Washington's awesome. Uh, Last of the Mohicans. Okay. Have you seen that? No. Uh, yes. I feel like Dad might have made us watch that. Uh, it's, it's a definite Dad film. Yeah. Like, that my Dad got me into that. Yeah. It's, it's, and also Last of the Samurai. Another, another Dad uh, film. <laughs> uh, In Bruges. In Bruges. I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, you've got a, such a good list here to watch. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, so then Life Aquatic by Steve Zissou. Okay. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums. These are all... Um, um, who's the guy who did the Grand um, Budapest Hotel? Hotel? I don't know. I don't know his name. Oh, um, okay. Kingdom of Heaven. That one I think I've seen. Yeah. That rings a bell. That's good. Um, the Dreamers. This is a very eclectic. This it is list. very eclectic. A lot yeah. of them are very artsy. So like, the Dreamers is very artsy. Yeah. Uh, it's all about this kind of um, this tw- these two twins in Paris, um, in like in the fifties, mm. uh, boy and a girl, and then this American guy kind of meets them, and um, they take him under their wing, and they're both kind of really into their movies and their classical films. And they reenact them, but it's really kind of like twisted love. Mm. Uh, it's quite um, it's like slightly incestuous and just quite kind of fractious and. And uh, it's just really, it's kind of absolutely bizarre. You start, it's literally sit <laughs> through the whole thing, just going, why am I watching this? <laughs> and then you get to the end, and you're like, well, that looks really good. Oh, wow. Um, and the last one is uh, the Leon. Oh, Leon, my the, God. The, the I love that choice. Um, so I think top three would be probably With Nail, uh, Into the Wild, and Leon. Oh, 
Yeah. Because they're, they're just they're just glorious. Leon is red. It's one of those like perfect films. So good. What's your party trick? <laughs> this this I have really I've really struggled with. Ah, okay. Um so you actually mentioned one of them, one of my answers, uh, in the start, and that's killing peace lilies. <laughs> you do it at parties, I, you bring a peace lily just, and just like just watch for it fun, play. for fun. I, I just put it down, I stare at it for three seconds and suddenly it's it's just wilting. <laughs> I don't know what I do wrong with peace lilies, but they just I just can't seem to keep them. Um, uh, so I think actually my party trick is probably uh, getting lyrics wrong, singing mm. along. Oh yes, that's a great and, answer. Um, and then, but like, but genuinely thinking I'm right, and then people just going, <laughs> "He's he's funny." I'm like, "What do you mean? I'm not I'm not that's not funny. It's that's that's the song." Um, do you have like a a couple of examples? Uh, I do. Um, uh, what was the Beatles one that I that I found out oh. the other day? So like, my um, baby donkey. What is that? <laughs> but it's what is, I don't um, know what the words are. What it should be to ride. Oh yeah, I've got a chicken tonight, and it goes my baby donkey. <laughs> but it's I've got a ticket to ride. My baby don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was a recent one. They both make sense. I can see why you. They. Thought. I, my version is more fun. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. When did you last cry? Um. So I. Th- I think I, I cried, but I don't remember it, after my birthday. Did you? Yeah, when everyone left. Um, I don't actually really remember going to bed, which hasn't happened in years. Um, you were having a really good I was having a night. great time. <laughs> I was absolutely loving it. And I was on top of the world, and then suddenly Aww. everyone left. And then I think I, I think I just got really sad. So yeah, I think I, I definitely did cry then, but yeah, I don't I don't remember, don't remember it, it, so I won't count that. But I think the, probably the last time I remember crying was um, watching Paddington Two, because oh. that is an absolute heart wrenching. Oh. Amy said this as well. Yeah, yeah. She said Paddington Two is like the most like, yeah, heart wrenching film. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But it does it does play with your emotions. Do films do films get you a lot? No, mm. not often. I'm not a big I'm not a big crier. Mm. But um, but with with some films, actually mostly when when I'm watching with Emmy, mm. I can tell because she kind of gets she kind of stops moving, oh. and, uh, <laughs> and and normally she's like kind of lying on me, yeah, and uh, so I stops moving and I'm like she's crying because I'm it's when I'm like oh I think I could, mm. but I I wouldn't, and then I'm like she definitely would be because I'm almost there, right, and then I kind of lean over and look at her and then, and she's like floods of tears. Oh. Yeah, um, but no, not not a big cry. Not so much. No, I'm mm. stone hearted. <laughs> Icy heart. <laughs> um, your favorite place in the world. Um, favorite place in the world. I think. Uh, I've been very lucky, um, in my kind of childhood to to go to, uh, on safari to East Africa, and mm. uh, my granny grew up there and. And um, been taken there a couple of times, and it's just there's just something about that place, mm-hmm. like in 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 the in the wild, just looking at the at the animals and the um, you know the cartography and the, the trees and that kind of stuff, and just looks cartography. I don't know. Sounded good. No, not cartography. That's writing, isn't it? Sure. Let's rewind this. <laughs> 
<laughs> looking at the animals and you know the um the kind of the scenery and the trees and the noises you can hear all the all the kind of the birds tweet, tweeting and the, and the the lines roaring it must um, be like otherworldly it must be so different absolutely magical and then then the best part is when the sun goes down and the sky just lights up oh, and you can yeah. see the whole milky way and you can see everything like it's, it's absolutely stunning jeez that sounds incredible yeah it's, what, it's my favorite is place. that like a specific country in africa or uh, so, uh, any any kind of anywhere on the east coast so that okay. I, that i've been to that, I, that i've experienced just kenya and tanzania but okay. um, but those places have been have been places i've been to that i've just what are just special that sounds magical but i think it's probably just anywhere really that that doesn't have light pollution that has natural habitat protected uh, reserves with mm. you know the actual animals that are meant to live there mm. um and it's just it's, it's wicked it really is oh, wow God, it's, there's amazing. a lot of a lot of kind of really special moments for me uh, my 12th or 13th birthday there and um <clears throat> i was just i was I was a little kid i was super excited and they um we're in the kind of in the bush and the um all the, the chefs kind of came out of the kitchen just banging pots and pans singing jambo buana and they had this cake, oh, and I was just like, I was like, oh my god! I was like, oh my god! This is so embarrassing. I was like looking down. I was like, fuck! Not, not swearing, obviously, because I was a child. And um, anyway, they brought this cake around and put it in front of me, and the one candle on top, and they all kind of stood around the table, like singing and banging pots and pans. And I was like, <sighs> like blew blew the candle out, and they were like kind of like looked expecting at me, and I was like, okay, cut into it, and they'd iced an elephant poo. Oh and then they all just li- they fell about laughing <laughs> on the ground. Like all the all the people were starving, just like fell about on the ground, just laughing. And I was just sat there, just like with this elephant poo in front of me. I mean, looking back is brilliant. That's so, so good. Funny. That's amazing. By the time I was mortified, I was so I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. Oh, what an amazing yeah. story! Wow, it sounds like it sounds amazing. Yeah, no, I was very very lucky. Um, where in the world would you most like to visit next? Um, good question. I think um, I've talked. We've uh, and I have talked about going to Sri Lanka, and I'd love to go to Sri Lanka because um, it's somewhere that I kind of haven't really been, and I'd love to go somewhere that neither of us have been. Mm. Um, and Sri Lanka kind of ticks the boxes that that of my loves from africa because it mm-hmm. has the kind of the wildlife it's got the the um the elephants and it's got all the kind of things you can do um kind of the, the safaris in the commas in sri lanka um but it's not quite as expensive mm-hmm. um or new zealand again really expensive but i think the next one we would do is japan oh yes i'm so i'm i'm 100 percent in agreement with that yeah yeah I, i've been before on a cycling holiday Oh, you we, have with, with some friends. Before. Yeah, we did. We did ten days and cycled from Osaka to Kochi, wow. um, which was wicked. But we like a friend of ours's uncle lives out there, so he was our guide, and so we flew mm. out there. And he had a, a mate of his who had a bike shop, build us some bikes, and we literally just borrowed them, mm. and cycled, and then had a great time. But mm. um, I would hundred percent go back. It's just the most mind-boggling place. Really, absolutely like, mind-boggling. What do you mean? Uh, it's to the culture shock. Like you, every everything is alive, like visual and talking to you, and there's noise everywhere. Even if you're at a zebra crossing, mm. there's a there's an advert that's singing, 
There's what? like it's it's just a constant barrage of just noises and an attack on the senses and mm. it's, it's uh, colours. Everything's alive and everything's lit up. It's um, absolutely bizarre. Mm. Like, out of this world. It's it's um, Trafal- not Trafalgar Square. What's the what's the uh, square in London with all the Piccadilly Circus? Right. It's like that, but on steroids everywhere, <laughs> like nonstop. It's just it's a lot. Yeah. It's too much, but it's great <laughs> for a holiday. It's cool that your two answers to the last two questions are like, like completely different cultures, like mm. completely different um, from everyday mm. life for you. Yeah, that's really cool. There's, there's, a, there's a nice quote from um, Austin Powers. Um, <laughs> I was is, not expecting you to say Austin Powers. <laughs> which is um, uh, there are two types of uh, there are two things that I hate in the world, and that is um, people who are intolerant of other people's cultures, and the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> this is what that reminded me of <laughs> amazing uh, what makes you angry oh god so many things <laughs> uh, no again uh, people I think it's been the, the common theme yeah. to this this um, podcast yeah. um, it's just other people why, <laughs> why are they so irritating and obnoxious and selfish um, there's I don't know there's just so there's so few people in the world that that I like. And, and, <laughs> oh my God, that's, and, something, that's something my but, dad would but, say. But I surround myself with them. Yeah. And everyone else can <laughs> fuck off. Right. Um, and I, I'm, I'm absolutely open to meeting new people. That's, that's not a mm-hmm. problem. But the people that you meet on the street or the people that you see complaining about something mm. that you just like, come on, like, get over it. Enjoy life. Like, it's the, just forget the small things. Yeah. That's what annoys me. Mm. Yeah, that's a good I, answer. Think, I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of other little things, but yeah. we could be here for days. <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading right now? So originally, we are going to record this before my birthday. Yeah. And uh, I had my answer all set up, because I'm not actually reading anything at the moment. Okay. And then, uh, then your parents gave me a book um, by William Sitwell, which is on the, the, the history of eating out. So it goes oh, all wow. of, all through history, um, back to um, the kind of the Greek times. No yeah, way, yeah. that's about so cool. kind of restaurant eating or or, or kind of food, um, like serving or people kind of like having feasts or whatever, all the way through history and how it's developed and changed. Mm. Um, so that's my answer to what I'm reading at the moment because I'm now I'm now starting to read that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I can't answer this question without saying uh, my favorite book. Okay. Uh, because this is this is something that I don't know if it's a question or not, but um, um, this is something that I've read over a dozen times, and it really? is the for me uh, the best story, the okay. best written story, um, and it's it's got the really catchy title of the Great Siege of Malta, fifteen sixty five. Just rolls off the so, tongue. I know it's so it's so easy to remember, uh, <laughs> and and it probably highlights that. I'm a little bit of a history geek. I love I love learning about history and historical things and people and what they did and how they acted and why they did that and blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I got given this by my dad when I finished my book on a holiday, and I was like, looked at it, and I went, oh, this looks so boring. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh well, I may as well like give it a page or two. Yeah. And uh, I was probably about fourteen or fifteen, and I got hooked. I read the whole thing in a day. Wow. That wouldn't stop. I think he kind of regretted it. 
um, but yeah but ever since then I must have read it and read it again and every time it takes me day and it's it's just the most amazing story yeah of uh, bravery and um, people coming together in the face of just the most kind of severe odds mm-hmm. so there's there's for example there's <clears throat> about 180 knights of um, knights hospitalers so Christians Okay. And they were they were kind of sent to Malta by the um were given Malta as their base when they lost Rhodes. Backstory. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> um so there's hundred and eighty knights of, of the order against uh, with about two or three thousand Maltese people mm-hmm. against eighty thousand Ottomans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they held off this army and uh, this navy for six months and defeated them. And they went wow. home. But the, the just the, the story of them kind of finding out this was going to happen, building their defences with the few people they had mm-hmm. and and how they kind of masterminded this whole defence is just absolutely insane. And wow. then how they held out through it. It's just a, a, a unbelievable bravery. Like there was, a, there was a knight who ordered his men to put him in the breach mm-hmm. in a chair because he could no longer stand to fight. <laughs> so he was fighting from a chair. Oh I mean, it's just, God. it's insane. It's one of those books that you, you really read and you, you go, you get excited about it every time. Mm. Only if you're if you're into your history. That's amazing, <laughs> and like it's yeah. it's so cool because like I feel like a lot of your answers, um, obviously say a lot about you, and I feel like your answers for your favorite albums, mm. um, where your favorite places are and where you want want to go next, yeah. and what you're reading. It's all about like it's all about learning mm. and, and and like you were saying that you get a lot That's of your new, new music from your friends and who, who you kind of you you hear it through them and then mm. you kind of add it to playlists and things like that and your where you've been and where you want to go are completely new immersive experiences and reading about history and learning about mm. history it's all very much like you want to expand your knowledge of, of kind of the world I love the world I find it so <laughs> interesting it's just so it's 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 a real pleasure to to go to a new place, whether that's in the UK or not, to go somewhere and meet someone new, <clears throat> experience something new, um, eat something new, uh, mm. drink something new. I mean, it's just I, I I just love I don't know all those experiences. Yeah, and I've been very lucky so far to 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 have done what I've done. Yeah, and, and I've been where I've been. I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I feel like. Um, you're sort of the person I know probably the most who's like this, who's just not afraid of change, not afraid of trying something new, not not afraid of learning something new. You're just so open to to anything and everything, and yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I I I think you're probably the person I know that's most like that of anyone. Everyone should be. Yeah. It's so it's so why, fun. There's so think, much out there. Why do you think people aren't like that? Oh, that's a good question. This isn't on the quick fire round. <laughs> I haven't prepared for this. <laughs> um, why are people like that? I don't know. I think... Um, uh, I don't know. I was very fortunate from a very young age um, to, to, to travel the world. But, like, without realising it, kind of live in Switzerland from, as a toddler, mm. live in Jersey like as a, as a slightly older toddler, uh, and then move house quite a lot. So I think I... I never had that base mm. where I've had a comfort zone I never had that kind of home where I had my bedroom that was mine and I could put posters on the wall and I could put 
um, stickers everywhere and stuff like that and it wouldn't matter mm. uh, like I always had to move on okay so yeah, I think probably that's potentially why um, I don't know I, 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 moving somewhere excites me mm. uh, I don't know it's difficult it's difficult because um, I think it's probably it's instilled where before I remember right um because it was just something that, like, it's like with um, with the, your cat and you're trying to kind of, it probably won't remember its earlier years, but what you're teaching it now mm. is stuff that will uh, affect its its future. Like, yeah. you, like you don't want it to play with your fingers, don't scratch the yeah. floor, which I got told <laughs> off by Emmy for doing. And oh, yeah? I, I was, like, sitting on the floor and scratching the floor, and it was, like, coming towards me, and she's like, don't do that. They're just trying to train it not to, not to get white fingers. I was like, oh sorry um, but I think it's things like it's things like that I yeah. think and it, because I moved twice before I was four to different countries maybe maybe that's probably why that I makes a lot of sense yeah. yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah. which Disney character are you most like and why this was impossible yeah um, so I said um, to Emmy the first time um, uh, what's the what's the there's the god in Moana Maui. Maui. And then she was like, that's a terrible answer. I was like, why? He's fun. He's cool. He's like, you know, he's he's <laughs> hip and happening. And she's like, no, he's arrogant. And, he's like, and I was like, oh, actually, yeah, you're right. That um, is so weird, Digby, because I was just thinking about what I would say for you, and I would say Moana. What? Yeah. Okay. I see, I actually came to the conclusion, uh, all by myself, <laughs> genuinely, uh, that I was um, the one from... Um, freezer, free uh, frozen. <laughs> Did you? Was that a genuine mistake? No, it was a joke. Oh my um, god! <laughs> um, freezer. No, I know you got your Disney friends listening to this. I thought, I thought I'd, fr- I'd throw one in there. For that. Um, no, but the I don't know what it's, I don't know what it's called. The one with the the moose, Tristan. The what? The one? The guy or the, the moose? The guy with the moose. Um. Christoph. Christoph. Yes. Yes, I thought maybe it was Christoph. Okay. I don't why, know why. Why Christoph? Oh, don't know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought, I just thought he was he was a nice guy, mm. um, and he was a gentleman, and he and he, and he was he, he liked he liked to help people, but mm. he also had a skill. He looked after ice. Was he a nice character? Yeah. yeah. He had he was he had a skill, and he seemed quite good at it. And he had his his fra- family and friends who were the trolls. Not that mine are, but <laughs> those people that are very protective and they're very loving and they're very generous people. Yeah. Um, I don't know, that's... that's the... And you love animals. And I love animals. So, um... And your your partner has an, a magical sister. Yes. That was too <laughs> No, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's 100%. All right, how do that's, I stop that's... this? <laughs> it's over. Fuck. <laughs> Um, no, so why, why Moana? She's a girl. Well, yeah, but did, I... did, did you know that I'm not a girl? What? Did you know that? No. <laughs> I mean, you're so incredible. I thought you must be. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, um... of course. I'm one of those, um, there's one in a thousand. <laughs> Wait, what? No. Okay, one in a billion. Fine, whatever. There's... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? Um, no, I was going to say Moana because, um, for kind of what we've already mentioned, you're super, super adventurous. You're not comfortable being kind of stuck in one place. Mm. You have to see what's on the other side of the world or the ocean yeah. or whatever. You're very skilled. She's a brilliant sailor. Um, fantastic sailor. 
fantastic trailer. So, I have to say it's a great movie. Yeah, and she loves movie. animals as well. She's got lots of animal friends. Um, and she's all about family. And I feel like that's a lot of things that sum, up, sum you up. Yeah, well. no, that's fair enough. I just, I just, when I thought about it, I never, for some reason, never considered the female characters. Yeah. That's fair enough, yeah. because it's who you associate with, right? Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. Interesting. That makes sense. Uh, finally, uh, what is your favourite thing about yourself? Oh, um, I, I would have said per, uh, um, um, humour, mm. but a lot of people find that very tiring, which <laughs> I, I find even more funny. Um, Just spurs you on. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm very easy to get on with, um, so I think probably... Um, I don't know if like, like personality. Yeah. I'd say. I'd say that. Um, yeah, I think I think probably my yeah ability to get on with it's difficult. I don't like this question. No, I I think that's a really good answer because I think you're one of the very rare people who just you are who you are with anyone. Mm. Like you don't kind of have these different personas that you put on with different people. Mm. You're the same with whoever you're with, um, which is really hard to do. So that's a really admirable quality. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. Um, we're now onto your Q&A portion. Cool. Um, so these are all the questions that have been sent in by yeah. friends and family. Yeah. And this is the most I've ever had. Oh, really? Um, oh, my some God. Of the, I, know. I can see it from a distance. And that looks, <laughs> it that goes on terrible. for a little while. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, but some of them are kind of more quick fire. Okay. So some of them are going to be... Yes and no answers. I give it yes and no for everything. <laughs> sure. Yes, no, maybe. <laughs> um, okay, so the first one um, is from uh, my dad. Yes. Hi, dad. Um, he says, which I love this question, and this kind of um, appeals to your history loving. Okay, side. yeah, go on. Um, if you could travel back in time, which period would you like to visit and why? Ooh. Isn't that a great question? That is a good question. Um, I don't no i i love it depends because there's there's a balance it depends on what scenario i'd be in if mm. like if i went back to the kind of the late 1800s of the the height of kind of british power as would i be british mm. like would i would i be a coal miner or would i be aristocracy <laughs> like it right. makes a big difference as yeah, to yeah, yeah. the answer um but i i probably i would say 60s or 70s 1960s 70s oh really Britain. so okay not too but long but the ago, age though. of free love and like not that that was something that I would go after <laughs> but just I think before everything became so technological and before right. everyone got completely surrounded by um, everything needing to be instant and all that kind of stuff and the, mm. the 60s and 70s um, not that I know a lot about it probably were very difficult for a lot of people but um I think to to not be beholden to your mobile phone all the time, and mm. you know having to just be kind of a bit more natural in yeah. life. I I think uh, I'd quite like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I guess it goes back to your kind of your escapism. Mm, exactly. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stella yeah. I, um, has sent in a couple of questions, um, and her first one is, "What is your favourite conspiracy theory?" Ooh. Are you a one for conspiracy theories? Um, yes and no. Like I do I do get sucked into things like Fahrenheit nine eleven. 
Okay. And yeah. that kind of stuff. But, uh, and Area 51, whether I believe them or not is another question. I, mm. I struggle to, I struggle to believe that humanity, and I, I know that I get given reasons to believe it daily. I struggle to believe that humanity has it within them to to kind of manufacture the destruction of 9-11 or the Twin Towers. Right. I, I, I just don't want to believe that yeah. someone could be that bad as, a, as an American to, to create that and then blame it on Al-Qaeda or whatever. I, I can yeah. believe that someone would do that, mm. but um, the, I do, it's difficult. It's like it's, it's, it's believing in a whole other level of evil. Yeah. But my favourite conspiracy theory, um, purely because it's so laughable, is um, the fact that 5G is linked to coronavirus. <laughs> Which is just fucking stupid, Topical. let's be honest. Yeah. Um, you're not, you don't believe that, do you? No, but no, I, okay, I love conspiracy theories. <laughs> really? Like not, not, yeah. not because I believe them, but because I love being like... Uh, I love like my beliefs being questioned. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, I, I like that, having yeah. someone like explain something and be like, "Yeah, but what about this?" And you can be like, oh, mm. "What if though?" It does. It does pique your interest. And actually, to be honest, one of them maybe is is that one of them I might believe actually is that humanity has has been something that has happened before on Earth, mm. and um, and there has been civilization and we've destroyed ourselves and Earth has healed itself. And then we've it's all started Whoa. again, and I don't know whether that's something that's like far spread or anything, that, or maybe it's just something that I've created in my head. I don't know. <laughs> I um, love that. yeah. Let's but, start start but, our own conspiracy. But, yeah, let's do that. Let's 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 get let's talk to Netflix and, and sort, <laughs> sort it out. I love. I'll that, have my though. speak my people speak to those people. <laughs> um, but I think there's this there are also so many links in history with um, different shapes like the eye that has mm-hmm. gone round across the globe at the same time, mm-hmm. but it's been difficult to kind of link them geographically because of, because right. of the distance. Yeah. Like how, how could they both have had the same ideas? Like what, what's caused that? What greater mm. being? What, what, whatever, I don't know. But um, yeah, I do like conspiracy theories. I just don't necessarily believe in a lot of them. Yeah. Because they're all quite mental. <laughs> Let's be honest. They are good though. <laughs> Um, Stella's other question was, if you could be any other person for a day, who would you be? Oh, I know that's very broad, but... The Queen? Yes, the God, Queen. God, you had that answer ready. Yeah. You had that ready, didn't you? 100% the Queen. I'd love to know what it was like to be the Queen for a day. Yeah. On a day off, though, because I think it's quite tiring doing what she does. Being that hot? Yeah. Oh, she's sexy. <laughs> 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 no, I'd lo- I don't know. I just... I, I was, very interested very interested to find out what is behind you know the the kind of um the private doors in mm. Buckingham Palace or you know Windsor or wherever I'd, I'd just really like to know be a fly on the wall mm. um yeah I think probably at a younger age because it'd be so tiring to kind of have to hobble around quite a lot <laughs> she's, she's quite old she's now. quite old she's what like 93 90, 93 yeah roughly I think I've no idea she's definitely 93 93 and a half um Imi has sent in some great questions I love this question oh Um, Imi asks what would your bog art be and why and for anyone who doesn't know Harry Potter a boggart bog art boggart boggart a boggart boggart sounds like a rude word I don't know why but a (laughs) boggart is like a, a creature that takes on um, the form of your sort of 
biggest fear. Um, and you have to defeat it by making it ridiculous or whatever. So Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> Exactly. I think, I think. <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. It's definitely right, but yeah, yeah. good guess. That's so lame, aren't I? <laughs> um, no, that's great. <laughs> no, um, what would your book be? A hundred percent, without question, a spider. Really? Yeah, same fear as as Ron Weasley. Yeah. Mm, awful. Really bad at it. Really hate them. Really, really, really terrified. Really, genuinely, mm. very terrified. Yeah. It's good that you like um, Africa and you want to go to New Zealand and. Well, that's why I don't want to go to Australia. Sure. Actually. But I've come across a few big spiders when I've been travelling or I when know. I've been in Africa and uh, or, you know, in Indonesia. We're, we're very close to some huntsman spiders on the wall in a oh. cave. And, yeah, they're proper um, bring a nappy kind of level. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did get given another, another, another Father Christmas reference. Um, <laughs> he gave me a few years ago when my sister moved to Australia... Um, you get in my stocking a um, a spray bottle of Spider Away um, <gasps> that you spray Look around that. your windows, your doors and stuff. And, and it was because um, my mum thought, that, sorry, Father Christmas thought that <laughs> um, uh, if I ever wanted to go and visit my sister, which I didn't actually do in two years, um, that I would want to bring something to protect myself. That's large. Yeah. See, that makes up for the socks. Yeah, good no, job, true, Father very Christmas. good, yeah. <laughs> Didn't have a holster for it though. That's the thing. Oh, you need a holster. I just had to ha- carry it everywhere. Oh, gross! Yeah. Ugh, like gross. A, like a pleb. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Imi also asks. Yeah. Um, this is a bit of a revealing one. Oh dear. Um, you often burst into song with the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Um, would you say this is your favourite musical? And if so, why? If not, why it would be? Oh, okay. Um. It was my first musical, I think. That you saw live? First musical that I saw live, um, that my grandparents took me to. Uh, I was quite young. It must have been eight or nine or something, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I remember, maybe we got taken to other ones before that. I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, it was a big impact on my youth. I've, I've seen it twice, three times. Whoa! Uh, really like it. It is one of my favourites, but it's not my favourite. Mm. Um, my favourite, I think... Is Hamilton. Really? Which was also one of my top listened to albums of last year. Yeah. I didn't I think it was actually my top listened to album. Did Immy say that in her She did also say that, yeah. 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 It's my long my long car journey alternative to an audiobook. Yeah, because it's a story yeah. as well Brilliant. as music. And I, I know every word and I sing it all perfectly. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I wouldn't expect anything less. No, yeah. No. I'm quite the singer. You're classically trained, right? Ish. I was until my voice broke and then I just became really shit. Like Alec Jones. Who? The um, snowman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just actually, just like him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My dad again. Yes. Says, um, I guess we've kind of covered this, but maybe, maybe not. Um, Is Is this him saying? No, he says, I guess we've kind of said it. <laughs> um, he says, you're very well travelled, um, which you talked about a bit already. And he says, what is your favourite city and why? And I know you said your favourite place in the world was East Africa? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. city-wise, what's your favourite city? Um, ooh. This is why it's, you need to prepare for these questions. <laughs> 
My favourite city that I've been to, probably some somewhere in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's familiar enough to kind of really feel confident in it. Mm. Like early on. I think um, Budapest was, was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's beautiful, for one. Um, and it's got... It's got great architecture, it's got a lovely river that goes through the middle, it's got nice food, it's got cheap beer, which is mm. really important, uh, which about 50p a pint when we were there, this is 10, year, 10 years ago. Um, yeah, I just, and it's, and it's got this really old metro, it's like mm. wooden trains going through the what? underground and... Like a really um, good Yeah, it's just, it's really, it's really nice, we met some lovely people there. We stayed in some really grotty places. Um, <laughs> Forces you to go out and see the city. Yeah, and, and also, actually, you know what? New York's got to be up there. Mm. On a complete parallel, I stayed with my cousin and we went went to some lovely places and, and um, we ate some lovely food and met some lovely people. And, um, and it was a lot more luxurious, but New York's got so much to do and so much to offer. It's like it's, it's a... It's a classic answer for a reason, right? Like yeah. it's, it's an incredible city. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we've oh, eaten some amazing places there as well. Yeah. Like, great places. Like, like top. It was at the uh, number one restaurant in the world in 2016. Right. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Love Madison Park. Is that after Little French? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> Little French is number one. Yeah. In 2016. <laughs> this this was this this, <laughs> yeah. this this was uh, this was one point. One, that's right. Sure, sure. One point one. (laughs) Um, My mum has also asked a question about travelling as well. Yeah. Um, Hello, Mama. Hello. Uh, Hello. (laughs) uh, She says, you've travelled quite a bit with chums. Um, What are your best and scariest moments from those travels so far? I bet you have amazing stories with your your couple of friends that you travelled a lot with, right? Harry and Ali. Harry and Ali. Um, I'll start with the scariest because that's that's obvious. and that was on our first day in Cuba. Um, we had just spent two and a half months traveling around Europe, going to different restaurants, different, different cities, sorry, around Europe, and um, uh, finished in Amsterdam, flew back to the UK, had a had a 12-hour overnight, kind of wash your clothes and back to the airport, wow. and then flew to um, Miami and to Cuba. And um, we landed and we were like, we've just nailed the last couple of months in in europe we we know what we're doing we're so confident blah blah blah. and um we're walking down this kind of street first time we're walking from our place we're staying through the street into havana and this guy was like from a bar he looked at us and went hey hey where are you from we're like england yeah great britain woo and he was like oh i love great britain oh manchester ali g and we went this guy's pretty cool we like him. Let's go to his bar. So we went into his bar and he kind of like ushered us in and there was no one in there. We sat down. He's like, what do you want to drink? And we're like, oh, we'll have a, whatever beer you do here. Mm. And um, he's like, okay, yeah, cool. So three of those, one, one for me. And we're like, yeah, you can have one. And then uh, we had a couple of beers and then we had some like Cuba Libre. He's like, one for me and my friend. And we're like, uh, taking the piss a little bit, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, that, yeah, you can do that. And then, um, then some more people came over and then, we had bought some more drinks and then we started to kind of get a bit antsy and then mm. then they went and shut the door, the entrance door. 
and we were like fuck and they brought like this other guy came over and he was like do you want to come I, I'll give you a tour of the cigar factory down there and we're like no no we're, we're okay and he's like no it's okay. well, I'll give you a tour we'll do that and you get some cheap cigars at the end and we're like no no honestly it's fine and then one of the, the guy who brought us in was like here this is my friend he's like champion boxer in Cuba and he was like and we were like oh fuck uh, can we have the bill please can we have the bill and then they kind of gave us the bill and it was like $180 or whatever um, for for just a few drinks in a Jesus. place where it's a, a, like almost a dollar a drink or something, and um, and they it was like one of the 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 scariest moments where we thought that we actually couldn't get out of that situation. Yeah. Um, but um, we, being either stupid or brave, don't know, negotiated the price of the drinks, and we got it wow. down. We got it down a little bit. I think we paid about eighty dollars at the end. Um, and just got the fuck out of there, and that mm. was like a whoa, sobering moment. That is. Terrible. We had no way out, and we was just us three, and the locals and the people in the bar. Like yeah. there was like seven, six, seven of them. That's terrifying. Um and yeah, got aggressive. So Jeez. big lesson learned. <clears throat> Didn't happen again. Um, yeah, but, but that was but that whole you know, trap. Right? Yeah, exactly. How is that trap of like trying them trying to like find something something in common? Mm-hmm. Um, and they did. We thought, I oh, Ali G, wicked, this, guy, this guy's cool. Yeah, he's got it's humor. Like yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, <laughs> so that was definitely the scariest moment. Mm. Um, and the be- was the other one the best moment? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So that has to be in Bolivia um, on the salt flats. So we went mm. out on the salt flats in Bolivia with, with, where you go out for like a two-day trip and you drive so far that suddenly 360 degrees around you is just horizon there's no buildings oh there's no gosh. there's no light there's nothing there's no pollution there's no build there's no hotels and then we stayed on a, like an island in the middle of the salt flats with a with a hotel made out of salt um, what yeah yeah it was crazy oh my um, gosh. it was um, about minus 18 degrees in the in the, in the night time wind chill it was Ooh. fucking freezing and then the daytimes it was hot it was t-shirts and shorts it was bizarre is this um, the place that you hiked in? No. Okay. <laughs> no, that was Vietnam. Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. No, uh, but this this purely because of the night sky. This was it was amazing to have this. It was like being in the middle of the ocean mm. with no land. Um, but as soon as it went dark, um, it was almost like daytime with stars. God, the the most amazing night sky I've ever seen in my life, and I that would if I don't know if there's another question coming up or not, but um, if I wasn't a chef, then I would be, I'd be an astronomer. Oh, if I was smart, that. if I was smart enough, then yeah, I would hundred percent go into something to do with stars and night sky. Wow, oh, that's yeah. so cool. I believe that actually is a question. Sorry, so, yeah, whoever no, asked that. No, but I'd like to discuss that more. So um, yeah, when when that question comes up, yeah, yeah. let's, let's okay. talk about that more. Well, next, next. <laughs> um Lily asks, "Hey Lily." Hi Lily. Um I'm not quite sure what she's referring to here. But she Is this says, her asking the question again? <laughs> she says the question everybody wants to know. Okay. What did you say to Orlando Bloom when you met him? Oh god. Um, so to give people a bit of a a background. How did you get to meet Orlando? I met him uh, in in a um, at a, a urinals at a wedding, <laughs> um, and I I don't know. Apparently, I asked. I, I said something about. Um, oh my god, this is really embarrassing. 
Um, something about taking the hobbits to Isengard. Um, uh, I don't. I don't think it went down very well. I'm not sure. We we're all very drunk. Um, I hope he doesn't remember it. But yeah. Oh, oh, oh dear. <laughs> okay. Um, so a question that I believe is from your father. It didn't have a name, but the content makes me believe it's from Perry, your dad. It, it sounds right. He's a bit of a Luddite. <laughs> so um, he, he, he might have just not put his name on there quite easily. Okay. <laughs> uh, the question is, other than your father, who is your role model? Um, well, difficult because obviously he just removed the one role model that I have. Um, um, no, it... I. I don't I don't hold one particular person other than um my parents and my sister mm. in such kind of high regard in in a, in that kind of sense mm. um as as role models of people that I've grown up with through my whole life um they like other than those three there aren't people that I've really latched onto that I think are perfect um right. there are many many people that I really kind of look up to their different traits in different ways and whatever mm-hmm. it is throughout different periods of my life um that that I've tried to kind of take on board and mm. and um kind of fostered and and tried to kind of um become part of my personality and part of my work ethic or part of whatever right um so I I can't I can't give you a particular person uh, I just there are just so many people that have different things that I I thought were special yeah and that I wanted to to take on board yeah no that's a great answer mm. I think you're totally right that you have loads of role models during your life and mm. you you learn something from all of them whether that be something that you don't want to do or something yeah. that you do want to exactly follow. Yeah, yeah. it could be negative it could be positive exactly yeah. absolutely um my mum has asked her favorite question um which is what is your earliest memory Ooh. Um, and um, Stella also asked this. Um, mm. Well, kind of. She said, "What is your favourite memory?" Which okay. is kind of different. So, so what was your first memory, and what is your favourite memory? Uh, my first memory um, is is probably when I was in Jersey, and I must have been three or four, mm. so quite young. Uh, and it's it's not necessarily a happy memory, um, okay. but it's when I was li- I was lying in bed. Um, trying to go to sleep, and we we had a bungalow, um, and I remember lying and I was head on the pillow, and I and my my ear was flat to it, and I could hear this kind of crunching of gravel outside my window, mm. and I was like, "Fucking hell, there's someone again." Probably not swearing at that age. Um, I was like, "There's someone walking up and down outside my window," Ooh. um, and I knew that it was it was paved. So like I, I, I knew it wasn't real, but it was my heartbeat that I could hear in my ear. <gasps> oh my god! Um, so that's that was that was probably my earliest memory. But it's either that or um, finding a toad in our dry stone wall in the garden. I uh, lifted up one one of the stones, and there was a toad in there. And then I was like, "Oh, it was so fun!" And then I was, having, <laughs> I was learning about it with my parents, and they were teaching me about kind of nature and blah blah. And then um, the biggest lesson of all was one day we lifted it up and there was a grass snake that was eating. What? It had the toad in in its um, kind of body. You could see the kind of lump. Like a toad and snake. And it, it just, it just eaten it. And um, and that was a kind of lesson in, in nature. 
um, and and how kind of brutal but kind of magical it could be and yeah. something that I thought was so magical wow. could be taken away like that but but it's completely natural so you you had quite like a like you've already sort of touched on you had quite a unique childhood and um something that Emmy has said about you is that you didn't watch a lot of TV. You were kind of off and out, like exploring. Not that I remember. And... My parents may say different. I, 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 yes, remember getting up when I was um, seven, eight, nine, kind of going downstairs and watching TV before my parents woke up. Right. Um, but then during the day, I was kind of had to be outside. Like not that I was made to be, but like mm. there was so much for me to do. There was so much that right. intrigued me. There was, the, um, we we're very lucky. Like we had a. Um, little orchard with um with plums and i would pick all the plums and i would sell them on the roadside and no one would drive past because it's the middle of fucking nowhere <laughs> so i would never sell any and then then this uh, apparently this this um i still don't know to this day I, I i think it's true but apparently this woman came and wanted to buy all of the plums in one go um, and uh, i'd got bored by that stage so i'd gone i'd gone out into the garden and stuff and then um, yeah. and my mum came and got me so someone's buy all the plums um and they were like a pound for a pound um and uh, I I don't I can't remember I in my maturity I think there might be something my mum would do say someone's wanted to buy them all and here's here's four or five pounds right but uh, that person I've been there and her realizing my kind of disappointment I don't know oh um, yeah so there's always something to do and like we had dogs we had some cats that were mostly wild um I had a BB gun and I would like kind of go around and chickens and a champion it was it was really cool and it was super super lovely so um cool. so was, yeah i was very lucky yeah um, but yeah i love being outside are those your so the other question from stella was your favorite memory Does it, would, favorite would you memory. say no i think my favorite memory is probably um a lot more mature um i think um it's difficult to pinpoint again one particular favorite memory. There's so many memories I've got traveling that I think are amazing, like the night skies, mm. or like the night or being in Africa, or um, uh, more recently being in one of my most amazing restaurant experiences with Emmy. Um, mm. Like there, there's so many different things that I can't just go that one's the best because yeah. they're all so different. So many highlights, and they're all just so amazing. They're in a different way, and yeah. I I can't I can't um, kind of differentiate between them. Out, yeah. out of you know just kind of respect for them for those memories because they're just all it makes so brilliant total sense yeah. yeah i feel like you've you've already highlighted so many incredible mm. memories that yeah I, I can completely understand that um a, another kind of not necessarily a question but a request from Immy. Mm. yeah um she says please tell the story of the dog your dad had to bury <laughs> No. She says it's amazing. I don't. I I've not heard yeah, the story. Yeah, no. So, um, Dad told this story. I've heard it a few times. Um, we were up uh, last year in, in Northumberland fishing, um, which we go to every year. Um, mm-hmm. But my granddad started it like a long time ago. Okay, so, but it's just you and your dad now. Uh, no, and and family friends. We, okay. We, we um, Dad takes the week and um, invites people over and, mm. and stuff, and we we'll, we go out, have a great time. We drink a lot and have a lot of fun. Um, but um, he told this story when Immy came up last year. Okay. And uh, um, I find it hilarious. He finds it traumatising. Um, <laughs> but it's just one of those things that you probably go through as a child in various different ways when you experience death. Right. Um, and they had this family dog and, and my grandparents had parents had gone away on holiday and he was in charge of the house. He was mm-hmm. no growing up, a uh, young teenager. Um, so probably in these days you wouldn't do that at that age. But... Um, 
Um, they're this old dog, I think it was called Jason. It's big, big dog, and um, and it and it it sadly died. And he's like, okay, I have to take it upon my shoulders. I'll I'll back up the the car, put it in the boot. I'll drive around to a field. I'll dig a hole, and um, and I can't do the story justice because it's his story. But <laughs> it, it's it's very it's brilliant. Um, dig a big hole, and and you back the car up to the hole, and you kind of put the the dog in the hole because it was so big, it was just so heavy. Mm. Put it in. Um, feel the soil on top and then kind of like tapped down with a spade and then jumped on it and the dog just went woof <gasps> and and then then he just blind panic he was scrabbling at the soil like his like tearing his fingernails and he's trying to get the dog he's like, the dog's fucking alive our family dog is still alive and anyway it just had air in its lungs and when he, he jumped on it um, oh. the air had gone out oh my god yeah. oh. <laughs> I, I, oh my like god. traumatic but, but from our story. point of view, it's quite quite funny. Oh my but god! But like he tells the story that he's like he's done that. Like grew up at a farm, they had sheep and lambs and stuff, and and he like, he kind of experienced that with sheep and stuff. But you don't have that connection. Yeah. Where, like if a sheep dies, when yeah, it's lambing, or or a lamb dies, whatever. Like um, not you have to jump on top of it to fatten it down, which a lamb because they're so small. But mm. same thing, the, the sheep. Blurt. Oh my god! But, um, but yeah, um, Christ, yeah, <laughs> quite <laughs> quite amazing. harrowing. Quite harrowing. Yeah, my a, god, that would have been absolutely as terrifying. someone who's just like, just what have got I done? their first pet. And, yeah, yeah, it's, quite, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's awful. It's an awful thing to go through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's like so. Um, I I don't know if everyone who's listening knows. I just got uh, we me and Jorge just got a kitten. Um, just this Sunday, so four days ago. Um, and I I feel like it's a really valuable thing for for kids to grow up with a pet because you learn about death and you learn about grief and you learn about um sort of like committing to something mm. and yeah. um responsibility responsibility mm. yeah but absolutely the death and the kind of the mourning of that of that pet it can teach you so much it's a um, nightmare for for parents they to then have to kind of deal with that reaction and emotion from, for, from children yeah of um, course yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> speaking uh, speaking of your dad. Yeah. Um Perry has also um sent in a couple of other excellent questions. Go on. Um so I wonder if this would be the same answer to what my dad asked. Um so Perry asks, What time in history and where would you have liked to live? And I don't know if this would be the same. It's as... very similar, I think. Okay. I think um where I think um, I'm Having really technically never lived in Yorkshire, even though I would say I'm from Yorkshire, my grandparents both sides are from there. Um, most of my family still live there and will always live there. Mm. Um, I I would say Yorkshire is where I would like to live. I but in in a certain time, so in a certain time in history. Or so like, I thought you said where. But so in a he says time. what time in history, and where. Would you have liked to live? So I think it's like. Okay. What time I, okay. So I think um, another interesting would have been um, in New York when it's just starting to kick off. Like okay. you know the gang, uh, gangs in New York kind of a little bit later on than that when they start building the Empire State when everything's starting to come alive mm-hmm. and there's so much kind of going on there's so much excitement there's so much life um, and yes it's very difficult it's very. Um, tough um but there's so many opportunities mm. um and i like i i constantly think that um in this year mm. or in the last kind of 
10, 15 or 10 years, mm-hmm. um, there, there have been no opportunities for anything to kind of be created that would become massive. Mm-hmm. So like in the 90s, the 80s, 90s and the, the noughties, all these huge companies that we now know, like Amazon, Google, Apple, um, Microsoft, that were all created in, in those periods. And they've become so massive that there's that anything that's created by anyone anyone now will right. will start and either be squashed or bought. Um, okay. So I th- I feel like we as a generation missed the opportunities that were given in kind of the seventies, the eighties, and nineties. Mm. Um, to not that I want to to create something that's worth billions and billions and billions, but I want to kind of have the ability to 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 create something that can survive for a long period of time. Right, something super innovative. Everything, everything's so squeezed by all these huge companies and mm. all the kind of litigation and all the kind of the stuff that they impose on everyone around them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think um, when and where, probably, again, similar answer to, to, to when I answered your dad's question. Yeah. Um, a little bit more kind of earlier in, 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 the, in, the, in the UK. The century, but I think fun-wise, I think probably... Um, either New York in that period or, or kind of East Africa um, in, I don't know, the kind of the 50s. Mm. I don't know. It's difficult yeah. because the people who lived through those would have probably not enjoyed it on the whole because it's so difficult. And yeah. you, you looking through history, you don't, you see it with rose-tinted spectacles. You, right. don't, you don't see the struggles. You see the triumphs. Yeah, and I also think there's something to like, there is, humans are, crazy resilient Mm. and I feel like the harder the environment the more kind of creativity and beauty that kind of it sparks to kind of counterbalance there always seems to be a balance in if you think about specific countries that are kind of really um sort of must be really difficult for a lot of people to live in Mm. um and then you think about the culture of that country and it's usually really beautiful and colorful and rich and they have incredible history and incredible food and and you kind of the people are always like incredibly like warm and welcoming and family oriented and it kind of i don't know if it just kind of strips back everything superficial and just like people end up pouring their hearts into things that actually are really beautiful yeah um but i feel like for every kind of struggle there is it's balanced by something really beautiful. Yeah, I completely agree. And the, the difficult thing is that um, the further you go back in history or the different area you go in the world, there is always going to be this overlay of uh, of racism, mm-hmm. like slavery or, um, or or just you know bigotry or whatever it is that causes absolute uttermost misery for someone mm-hmm. because of someone else's success. So yeah. it's so difficult to, to, um, to say this period because... If you want to be someone wealthy in that period, you have to be um, thriving off someone else's misery. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to go back to that period and, and be the miserable person. Yeah. So it, it's, you don't want to, I don't want to say a period without, you know, because you have to acknowledge the fact that, that it's just so, so, so hard for, for yeah. so many people. And a lot of that was based on race and a lot of, and, and wealth. Mm. Um, so if it, if it was a complete paradise... Mm. Um, then yeah, probably a little bit earlier. I don't know. Yeah. Difficult. No, that's Very a really answer. that's a really you have good to answer. That. You're you're so right. Mm. Um, I believe this is the last question from. Oh no, almost the last question from my dad. Yeah, go on. Um, I I wonder if he had one in mind when he asked this. 
Um, what is the most embarrassing situation you have found yourself in? Oh my god. Where to start? <laughs> so, so many. <laughs> so many embarrassing stories, of which none of which I want to say, so fuck. But I, um, I find that really interesting, because I would have thought that you're the sort of person that's really difficult to embarrass. Oh, no. Really? No, 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 no. No, I, I, I embarrass easily. Not, ah, not because I'm embarrassed, but because I feel like um, some, uh, sometimes I, I do have some loud friends and stuff, and I, I, sometimes I feel like, you know, come on rate it a little bit, be a bit more right. respectful. That's that's kind of either me being embarrassed or me kind of worrying about how other people perceive us, which okay. both shouldn't be a thing. Like you yeah. shouldn't care what other people think. Uh and um and I I champion that. But um um most embarrassing situation. Oh god, this is very difficult. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, okay, uh, all right. I'll lower the tone. <laughs> Yay! Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> you, yeah, you have to make this up to me, Dad, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so this um, was a, a very unfortunate situation due to a, a, a food item that was eaten um, in East Africa. Um, and we were a few hours out on a safari from the camp. And um, I... There's no polite way to put it. Shit myself. Um <laughs> And um, and we had to drive a few hours back uh, to the camp. Uh, you can't no. see this right now, but I have my head in my hands. Um, <laughs> uh, and it was a couple of hours and um, and there was uh, like everyone, oh, no. my grandparents were there. And it was just like I was, I'd, I'd really upset the tummy. And then, uh, yeah, I had, to, I had to get pretty much hosed down <laughs> by oh. my mum. Yeah, that was really bad. And... Um, yeah, I, I blame it on the food. I'm pretty sure it's the food. It's not just me being incontinent. Because I, I, was, I was 12 or 13. I, mean, I think it was the second time, so 15, roughly. Yeah. But yeah, that was really... The second time was, you shit yourself. Yeah, really bad. Second time, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't do it before that. Um, no, but I just, remember, I just remember getting out of the car when we got back to the camp. And, um, and uh, the driver, Omi... Um, was like kind of kind of helping my granny out and I was like trying to rush past him holding my shorts. It was, it was not great. Next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, this, this is a bit of a quick fire one. Yeah, um, my mum asks, um, tells me to ask you about your allergies. Okay. Because I think they're quite unusual. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of weird ones like bananas and avocado um, being the most benign things in the world. Yeah, uh, they just uh, my lips swell up and my throat goes scratchy and I start to kind of get restricted slightly. Um, but um, yeah, they're really weird. They've developed late. I never used to be allergic to them, but it's getting worse. So I now Is monitor it? and I monitor how much avocado I do eat because I like it. Right. But every time I eat some. I get a, a slightly more severe reaction. Well, the same reaction, but to less. Okay. Um, so really frustrating. It's like a ticking time bomb. Like It's like, who's going to... It's a like chicken. Who's going to win? Mm. Like, it's not going to be me, <laughs> but when will that moment be that, yeah. um, that I, I, need, I, I, I need help? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so those two duck eggs are a weird one because um, it just dries my skin and my face out, like, properly. Um, and then horses... Horses. I just allergic to horses, like sneezing and, and eyes run. Yeah. Although I used, used to ride them as a child, and they and uh, then I became allergic to them, and then uh, got rid of mine, and then they still had my mum's, my sister's, so I had to deal with it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
Um, but yeah, no, over it now. Although difficult going to some family that go load up in Puritan. Right. Uh, and then go see my granny and then, and, then, and then kind of sit there just kind of like on the edge of uh, of just yeah just explosions <laughs> from every orifice not not no no from my from my nose and my eyes is what sure. I meant sure not not, not all or facial not, orifices yeah facial orifices or, or, orifice 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 sure anyway next <laughs> um we've already said that you're a proper animal person um my mum asks what was or is the nicest pet you have ever had Oh, easy peasy. Um, so my first dog, the first dog that um, I was told that I owned, although I was very small, so obviously it wasn't, but it was the one that they got for me. And that was um, a Spaniel Cross Labrador. Whoa. It was called Spanner. <laughs> and, um, Spanner. I, 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 I still genuinely believe that both of my parents to this day um, having had lots of pets, will regard that as the the nicest, really? nicest pet they ever had. It was just the most even tempered, beautiful, loving dog. That was just she just mm. she was just perfect in every way. She looked like a like a like a, a Labrador, yeah. But she had spaniel legs, so she was really oh short. Oh my god! And she was just gorgeous. And and I I she yeah we just spent a lot of time together, and it was very happy, and she was very loving. And she was never angry. She never, never did anything wrong, ever. And she was, yeah, perfect. And she died when I was travelling. No, um, oh my god. So that was really, that was really, really, really devastating. It's very sad. Um, but yeah, she just lay down in the sun on the grass one day, on a hot day in the summer. She just lay down, and um, um, my mum kind of, oh, I, I don't know who was there, but I think it was mum and my stepdad Richard. Um, just saw her there and like kind of doing something in the garden and um, went up like to, to call them in and she didn't move so I went up to her and she just passed away oh. you couldn't you could not ask for a, more a, a nicer yeah. way to go yeah. and uh, and she deserved it but yeah she was oh. she was something special she really was oh yeah. that's such a lovely oh meh I wonder if this um, I wonder if this will kind of lead on to the next question um, Lily says, hello, Sir Digbeth. <laughs> hello, Lily. Um, what is your favourite dog breed? Ah, well, I've grown up, um, with mostly, t- um, terriers, bloody hell, mostly Labradors, mm-hmm. um, with everyone in the family. Okay. Um, we had a terrier, um, that was a bit of a rascal, because they all are. Right. Um, so I'm a bit skewed to say Labrador. Because they again, they they are just lovely, mm-hmm. um, and you they're need to evil. give them a lot of exercise. But they they're just super chilled, super mm-hmm. um, easygoing, and nice temperament. Mm. So I would say Labradors. Although uh, Amy and I are talking about getting um, a very random choice, um, which a lot of people haven't heard of, which is a Nova Scotia Duck Toller. If you've not heard of them, <laughs> look them up because they are the most gorgeous dog you'll ever see they are kind of slightly long-haired um quite kind of um labrador-y face with Mm. beautiful ears and like white patches and they are just stunning what was it a nova scotia duck toller duck toller yeah double l wow Uh, so yeah google them because because you'll love them 
But please don't buy one before we do. <laughs> you must because it will go missing and you'll find it at our house <laughs> you've been warned um so i'd like to ask you a couple of questions from about your kind of your family and your um your moving to bristol and your your career and all that sort of thing okay so we have some really good questions um about that so my mum asks I really love this question, is how would your big sister describe you? Oh, God. No idea. Annoying as fuck, probably. <laughs> um, oh, difficult, 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 lemon difficult. You've um, got, a, like, a, a good, a close relationship with your sister, right? Yeah, so we, we have a great relationship now. Um, I think I annoyed the hell out of her when I was a kid. <laughs> um, and we didn't go to the same schools, um, so we didn't see each other for a lot of the year. Mm. Um and uh, I think, and then and then she kind of went to university, saw her a few times, um, and then she went to London, saw her a few times, and then she went to Australia for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I didn't see her for two years. Oh, apart from a Christmas, she came back. But like we just for some reason, I'm not very good with contact. I don't I don't kind of initiate messages. I don't kind okay. of ring people. I'm I'm a very relaxed replier on text as okay. well i'm i'm really bad at that and that's a big flaw of mine um but yeah we just we just we didn't really speak very much when she was in australia and we ever since kind of like we both grew up we got on really well mm. um and you know we'd meet up in london every now and then but not very often and we'd have a great time and her friends like me and my friends liked her um i i think her friends like me um but uh <laughs> yeah that was nice and then she went to australia a couple of years and then we didn't really speak so, but then she came back and we just, we just really, really get on now. And mm. it's been really nice. And seeing yours and Immy's relationship, how close you are. Um, and uh, since a young age as well. Um, I didn't have that from a young age, but I, I've got it now. So it's, yeah, it's really nice. That's but I don't know what she, I don't know what she'd say about me. I, I, I don't, um, I don't know. I don't, don't know. Yeah. I would all, I think it would be all positive because it would all be. <laughs> I think she'd say I'm really fucking irritating still. Uh, my humour also is very tiresome, I think, for her. A lot of eye-rolling. Um, sure. When, 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 when we're about. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, God, enough. That's really yeah. nice that you've, like, you've kind of really grown your, your friendship. Mm. Sort of. I think when you don't see each other for such a long period of time, if you're mm-hmm. both away at boarding school, mm-hmm. then you come back and you, you don't, you don't know each other that well. Yeah. What the other person does that irritates you and vice versa mm. just really sets off. Mm. And then, I don't know, I remember, I just remember it really annoying her. <laughs> Not through intentions, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I'd like to keep my, my halo clean. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. I think there's, yeah. um, there's something about siblings that like, even if you're not very close or you you sort of spend a lot of time apart in later years. Mm. If you're born close together, you just have this connection because you have the same upbringing that is going to be different to everyone else's and you have those shared memories and those shared experiences that you don't share with anyone yeah. else. Yeah. So regardless of how close you are, there's always going to be that kind of connection. Yeah, we're only two years apart. Mm. So I think yes. um, that definitely helps, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Um. My dad has asked about um, whether not going to university 
was a difficult decision to make. Um, and the second part of the question is, if you had gone, which subject would you have studied? Mm. Um, I never, ever considered going to university. Mm-hmm. The only thing that... I would have loved to have gone, mm-hmm. but I knew that I would come out after three years having done fuck all, because I knew I didn't want to do it. Right. Um, come out after three years with um, a huge debt and and uh, a, probably a third or a fail. Right. <laughs> um, so I would love to do it because it would be great fun, great party, fun, 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 beers, 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 mm. mates, mates, mates. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but no, it never it was never something that I thought I needed to do. Um, so yeah, from, from 15, 16, I you was, just knew it I was saying, I was at that age before uh, GCSEs, I was saying to my parents that, do I need to go back to school? Mm. Like I, let me, let me start work yeah. as a chef. That's what I want to do. And very wisely, they both said, no, uh, you're staying at school until you finish your A-levels. Um, and that's where I kind of made my real bonds, my real maturity, mm. my real friends, the ones that have stuck with me, like mm. the... That for it was those last two years that I really kind of changed my personality and kind of matured. Um, so God knows what I would be like if I had left at sixteen and I'd gone into the industry and 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 it's quite it's quite rough and ready. That's um, so interesting because so. you and Imi have both have that in common in that like, for one thing, you've both made your lifelong friends in sixth form mm. from like the ages of sixteen to eighteen. That's where Imi met the honeys and mm. like that's that's her friends for life and now my friends for life. I was adopted. Yeah. Um, and um, by your parents <laughs> oh right <laughs> to be to, well I mean me and my dad have the same eyebrows and the same chin so pops not um, but it was um, not a question it's not a question <laughs> it's, it's obvious um, it's not um, but also you, neither of you went to university yeah. and I think Imi probably knew from a very like earlier on that she didn't that wasn't for her and I don't know if it's the same with you, but she was just never one for kind of formal education. She was all but always super creatively minded and very un- entrepreneurial and very kind of um, really wanting to learn stuff. Mm. She's a an avid learner, but on her own terms. And I don't know if that's something that you'd say you'd a- have absolutely. in common. My, all my reports from a young age are class clown, um, mm. work harder, try harder, like stop, like stop fucking about kind of thing in teacher's right. words. Um, I think a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of them were were kind of potential or whatever. Like he could do so much better if he mm-hmm. applied himself. Um, I've not read them in a long time, so I would be interested to probably read them again because yeah. I know you've been going for your your yes. stuff, your yeah. childhood memories with with Imi that that have been in the attic for so long. Yeah, and and I can see from from all of the stuff that she's got that yeah. how how her creativity has really come from a very young age, and yeah. she's been doodling in her workbooks from toddler. Yeah. Um. So uh, for me, like, couldn't really cook in a in a in a, in a workbook. <laughs> right. But um, I think um, it was never a question to go to university. Um, mm. I don't think I've thrived. I'm not great ex- at exams. I'm not great at kind of putting myself into a situation where I need to revise. Mm. I um, um, don't know if I told my parents this, but did like did minimal revision for my for my exams. Um, I think I have told them, but. Um, yeah, it was very little. Um, mm. I still came out with with pretty good grades, but from an hour's cramming before the exam. Right. Um, and that's just it wasn't it wasn't, just wasn't for me. Really. It wasn't yeah. for me. I loved the environment, the school environment, and like going and mm. playing sports and stuff. But um, I just didn't. I just couldn't sit down, and stare at a book. 
Mm. I could, couldn't have a job where I sat down and stared at the computer. Yeah. I couldn't. I just couldn't do that. I need to. Yeah. Be using my hands. I need to be kind of yeah. It makes total sense. Yeah. So I guess it's like really difficult to say then if you were if you had gone what you would have done. Uh, probably history. I think like mm-hmm. I, I I was trying to work out that whilst I was talking about it. So I was probably dragging it out slightly. Right. And I thought um, I think it would be something to do with history. Um, or classical. Mm. Uh, I love. I it's again. It's a history. Big up thing. the classics. Yeah, uh, my dad actually did classics as well. No he way. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Perry. Yeah, yeah, rock on. Yeah, woo. classics. Um, woo. <laughs> he, yeah, he's big on that, and I think that's probably where I got it from. I did Latin. Oh, cool. Stuff, so. Oh, Ace. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Um, Lily and Anna both asked the same question um, about how you ended up living in Bristol. Oh, okay. Uh, well, this, oh, this one's easy. So, um, I, uh, was chefing around, around, somewhere around the country. And my two best friends that I went traveling with, Harry and Ali, both went to Bristol University. Um, and I wanted to go, uh, and work in the best restaurant that I could, um, nearest to them so that I could kind of experience the university lifestyle through them mm-hmm. on my day off my one day off mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i found a, a restaurant in wales that was um uh one mission starred it was up and coming it was a great place a small kitchen which is what i wanted i wanted okay. to be in a, an environment where there were six of us in the kitchen total um and so i would learn everything because I, I i went i uh, almost went to le manoir um which was a team of 36 Whoa. um with two mission star but then you do purees for a month for a month or two Jeez. and so you don't learn anything right, so yeah. i wanted to go to a, a, a really good restaurant with a small team so that i would do everything from start to finish Makes sense. um and learn a lot and clean it all and then i'd also be close to bristol to uh, right. ali and harry and um, so oh, i was okay. i was there for i was in wales for about two and a half three years um, working my socks off six days a week and then I have one day off and I go to Bristol after my shift finished at one in the morning. Um, I get to Bristol at two in the morning and I'd, I'd, we'd party all night and then we'd go out all day and then we'd party in the evening and I'd go to bed and I'd get up at six o'clock in the morning and then, and then I'd drive oh back to Wales and do six days again. Um, <laughs> and it was great fun and it was yeah. it really was great fun but I couldn't do that now for sure. Mm, too um, old. It, yeah, too old. Too fucking old. <laughs> um, no, it was, it, it was, yeah, hard and fast. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, that was about eight, eight years ago. So, so I did that for three years and then um, moved to Bristol and then, um, and then everyone left. So, oh. Everyone, everyone went to London. Oh no! <laughs> there so was a few moved, people so left. You moved but, to yeah, your, yeah. For friend, for friends. For yeah. friends, yeah. Mm. Because that's that that was my, that was my kind of my group. That was it was us three. That we, I don't know, the three of us are the kind of the trio. Yeah. Um, and um, I wanted to be part of that as close Makes as I could within sense. my career choice. Um, and then yeah, eventually when I actually moved to Bristol. Um, pretty much everyone moved to London. So all the friends oh, that I'd God. made through them at their universities, yeah. um, they were all kind of emigrated back to London and stuff and went across oh. across the country. And then the people who stayed were the kind of the, the people who were doing medicine and, and Ali right. who was doing um engineering. So the people who were doing a longer kind of the longer courses mm. stayed, um, which was great. But um it was just funny that I moved there and Harry moved away and it's like, Well, oh, everyone's gone again. <laughs> so when when did you move to Bristol? Like how long ago? 
Uh, I think it was about I think it was about six and a half years ago now that I moved okay. to Bristol. Um, and you you. And I, I I've been away for one year at Reading, which right. we won't talk about because it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, after you've been in Bristol, like, how can you possibly compare? <laughs> um, Kim, uh, Honey Kim, yep. has sent in a question which I love. Okay. Um, it's my favourite subject. Okay. Um, what was your first impression of Immy, and has it changed at all since? Mm. Um. Oh. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so my first impression of her was that she's she's hot. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, she's yeah. gorgeous. Um, and then I spent a long time trying to subtly, um, get to know her by infiltrating. Um, the the desk area where we had to get our <laughs> menus printed. Sure. Um, and asking her to how how do I use this computer? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and has she changed? Um, yes, yeah, hundred percent. She's changed. Mm. Um, but but all for the better. Like she is more confident. She's more sure of herself. She's um continuously funnier. She's yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think it would be fair to say that she's definitely continuously improving and yeah. and that, I think that's wicked yeah letting out her she's just relaxing yeah, she's, she's knowing absolutely. finding out who she is and she's doing what she wants to do now yeah I, and, I know exactly and what I, you mean. I, I love that I love that mm. people do what they all makes them happy and that's that's what life's about yeah I love that answer um your auntie Carrie yes Carrie yeah, yeah yeah okay good I was worried I was going to completely slaughter her name hi Carrie <laughs> Um, Carrie asks, is it true that you, in brackets, subconsciously, decided that you wanted to be a chef after your mother found you sucking on a slug in the garden (laughs) when you were two years old? (laughs) Why? What the hell? (laughs) I I genuinely only heard this story for the first time a few weeks ago, about a month ago, when uh, Amy and I were going down... um, so, so Kerry is um, one of the few people in my family who don't live in Yorkshire. Okay. Uh, so Kerry and Angus and their two children, uh, Hector and Piers, live uh, in Warminster. Mm-hmm. So, and I happened to be going to buy a spare Land Rover door um, because mine's fucked. Um, <laughs> and being a Lego car, you can just replace them uh, <laughs> with ease, which I've not found out. Um and um we were we dropped off there for for some lunch and stuff and then she told me this story and I was just could not believe this was true. <laughs> anyway, apparently it's true. Um, my mum found me in the garden once, um, sucking on a slug like a lollipop. Oh my god, that's so fucked up. It's really fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? And I, I myself find it really really grim. I wonder if you just watched The Lion King or something. Like with the oh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll blame on the Lion King. We'll blame sure. the Lion King. <laughs> Fucking Lion King. It's influenced me so much. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that that's that's no, that's that. Another another embarrassing one. If I'd known that story was coming up, I would have used that one instead of the other the other really embarrassing <laughs> Yeah, but you were two. <laughs> like everything is like like Comes excusable when yeah, you're two. Fine. Oh god. Um, but yeah, that I can't remember actually what was the question. Was it actually a question? Or she is it true to that tell that... me the story? <laughs> is <laughs> it true that that decided? Is that subconscious? <laughs> subconsciously decided that you wanted to be a chef. Yeah, I just needed to improve it. I need to do. Sure. I, I, I just tasted it. And went, this is not good enough. How do I make this better? 
that's what was going on in my head. Herbs and spices. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's some rosemary. That would go so well with a slug. What else can I find? Mmm, some gravel. You know, at some point you have to come full circle and create some sort of dish that includes slugs. I'm a way off that. Sure. I think um, I think humanity mid eighties or mid nineties. But why why are snails okay and slugs aren't? Um. Well, I I was going to say because I've never eaten a slug, I couldn't tell you, but mm. I, I I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question, actually. I think there is probably very little flavour in in slugs. Mm. So all the flavours in the shell. People just <laughs> they, <laughs> that's where they go and marinade when they go but, to um, their shells. I don't know. A very good question. So Lee- you tell me. <laughs> I'll 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 check and I'll let you know. Um, kind of leading on from that, Anna, mm-hmm. um, honey Anna, has asked um, what nurtured your love for cooking, and was it like people or was it just always there for you? Um, both. Mm. Uh, I think I grew up uh, in a family uh, of farmers um, who kind of you know. Who, have kitchen gardens and they kind of grow food for for people and they and it's all a kind of a, a, about um livestock and and production of food and my great uncle was a chef gordon he was a chef at um um at the ritz mm-hmm. of savoy i think it was savoy um and, and he had a hotel in bournemouth and and it's just my my dad loves cooking my mum doesn't really enjoy it but she's so good at it Mm-hmm. And she can create anything out of what's in the cupboard, which is an absolute feat, because mm. there's never anything in her cupboards. Uh, and then suddenly there's this meal out of nowhere, and you just it was quite impressive. Um, that's a, that's so there's, a there's, there's just uh, yeah, and um, my my dad's uh, cousin uh, married a woman who's a chef, and there's just in in the family there's just lots of people who are very food orientated, mm. um, and. I think it's just one of those things that I've been around my whole life. That makes total sense. It's probably just also in the blood. Yeah, that's that's wicked. Um, I guess I don't know if this answers this question. Then is that Kim asks, "What do you like best about being a chef?" And I don't know if that's hard to answer because it's kind of something you've always known. But what's what's kind of your favourite thing? About um, the best part of it is um, going home. <laughs> Finishing the Closing day. the kitchen. Yeah, fucking done with it. No, uh, th- I think the best part of it is when you you get someone, a customer, uh, who comes to the kitchen, and looks you in the eyes and and thanks you. Oh wow! And so like, if, if someone is that enthused and that kind of overwhelmed by the whole thing, and they 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 come in, they say thank you to you, and they say thank you to your team, and they they shake your hand, which you can't do these days. Uh, but they like they sure. shake your hand or whatever, or or they buy you a beer or something oh. like that, or even actually with an open kitchen, you see someone down the restaurant and they they have a mouthful and you see they kind of like they, the eyes scrunch and the nod of the head. It's this those little bits that um, are are wicked. And if as if you're listening to this as a customer, if you really really enjoy your meal and it is something that you feel um, re- requires it then you'll make the chef's day go into the kitchen say thank you so much say it to everyone in there not just the person running it because the person running it did fuck all i can tell you that for sure <laughs> they put the food on the plate but the work was done by everyone else right. and so you say thank you to everyone in the kitchen 
um, and you will have absolutely made their day. And it's such and a it's brilliant so, piece of advice. So simple and it's free. Exactly, and I I totally agree with you. And it's something that I learned working at Disney is that like the it's so easy to complain about something. Mm. Like people complain easy like all the time. Like they they have no problem going to a manager or going to whoever and complaining about something. But why is it that we don't? do the opposite and when something was really brilliant and we really love it like why are we so scared to kind of say thank you and appreciate that person and i think that's a really good lesson to know how much it means to be on the receiving end every positive review there's there's a hundred more that Mm. people have had but not written but every negative review is every negative experience absolutely absolutely um so Stella and Perry both asked this question. All right. So we're getting right. into the kind of the questions that are more kind of quick fire, I guess. Yeah, go on. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, no, yes, yes. Yes, no, no, yes, no, yes. Yes, East Africa. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Stella and Perry both asked, what is your favourite dish to cook? Oh, I knew this was going to come up and this is one of my least favourite questions. Um, oh really purely because it changes so much Mm. it changes all the time uh, because I'm constantly learning new things and as a chef no matter what level you are at you're still learning you're still finding new things you're still finding things that go together and you're you're still kind of cooking things in different ways Um, so uh, the answer I don't know I think uh, I love the simple things I love doing more marinier I love doing um, um, lobster like you know just just fresh lobster seafood I love cooking seafood yeah. Okay. Um, yeah which I don't do enough at home but then again my favourite thing is to cook probably a great steak mm. um, so oh, it's, it's so difficult paella mm-hmm. paella sorry paella. I should say no you're not um, you're not one for the vegans then not one for the vegans no sorry <laughs> you should turn off now and uh, just start, start describing the, the rabbit rabbit and snail paella uh, <laughs> genuinely which is a traditional wow. traditional plan. Um but uh, difficult. Yeah. Difficult, difficult, lemon difficult. That makes total sense. Yeah. Um Catherine has asked a couple of questions. She asks, if you had to eat the same meal for the rest of your life. Oh god. What would it be? <laughs> you know what, there's something there's something about scrambled eggs on toast that I just Classic. fucking can have every day. You just don't get sick of it. No. As long as I make it. Right. It's very important I make it. Do you have like a special way then? Yeah, the the correct way. (laughs) Microwave. Absolutely not. (laughs) Don't have a microwave. Um, I think probably something like scrambled eggs on toast. Very buttery. Very simple. Nothing complicated or or, or rich because otherwise you'll, you'll... You'll die. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's a good like. Uh, that's a good source of like yeah. protein and carbs yeah. and great choice. Um, Catherine also asks. This is a really great question. If you were making a tasting menu, okay, for some top dogs, yeah, some um, actual dogs. Pedigree. Pedigree real... would be a main course. <laughs> Pedigree jams. Oh, <Yeah. laughs> um, what would you make for like? Do you have like a a go to dish that if you're trying to impress? Again, no. Like there, there are there are some, Mm. but um, it all depends on what goes before it, what comes after. Mm. Um, So it depends what time of the year is, what season. Of course. Um, So, but generally, if you're doing like a a seven or eight course, you would you would start with something very light at the beginning, sort of canapé. Mm. 
mm. and then you'd go vegetarian and then you would go um fish and then you would go kind of um rich so you go like a little bit of fish and maybe like foie gras or something and not, okay. not for the vegans again um <laughs> and then you would kind of go fish and then and then meat main course and a couple of desserts like it, it has to kind of flow but whatever mm. goes in each dish it will be different uh depending on what you want to do so whether you're in autumn you'd use a lot of mushrooms at the beginning you could do right and, and then you're going to go into the season of game so you could start going to duck in the, in the winter or you mm. go into pheasant or partridge or i don't know like it's it, it totally depends it really do you depends. like doing taster menus uh yes and no I've, i i used to love it mm. uh, and i would pick it if i went to a fine dining restaurant mm. um because you get to experience so many different things um, but I don't like doing them as much because they're just a little bit wanky and that's not what I'm about. Right. Um, I like um, simple, rustic, raw, mm-hmm. um, wholesome food that's, you know, cooked with character and yeah. you don't get a lot of character when you, you're kind of putting things on plates with like tweezers. Foam and... <laughs> you do? Like, it is, I, it's different. I totally agree, Digby. Like, yeah. if I'm going to go out and have a dinner I like taste I like yeah. I, I've done I've had a couple of taster menus and like I, li- I like what you say about being able to try those different things in one yeah. but I would much rather go and have like just like a solid tasty hearty meal yeah that was like a quarter of the price <laughs> if I was if I was spending 150 200 pounds a head for food mm. then I would expect to have um a few courses. Yeah, of course. But if I was going for a nice meal with some mates, yeah. I don't want to fuck about with that. Yeah. I want to have, you know, some, some nice, good, wholesome pub grub, whatever. Yeah. Nice, well-cooked food in the restaurant, 30 quid a head, you know, like, and be really, really happy with that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, Imi and Ellen both asked this. A lot of double questions season. going on. There are. Yeah, yeah you're... Were that predictable? <laughs> <laughs> If food, 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 would you food, food? Um, if money and time weren't an issue, yeah. which restaurant would you eat at? Is that is that time the herb or time is in like the clock? Very good question. Yeah. I mean, they've how they spell it. I mean, they spelt it T I M E, and we know how important spelling of yeah. words is. So is that? But with flour, then. <laughs> um, oh my God. Um, sorry, if if money and time weren't an issue, yeah, which restaurant would you eat at? Oh, uh, oh, okay. Um, Every every fucking restaurant, <laughs> every single one. Honestly, do you have like? Is there one that's like the top of your list? Uh, El Salado de Can Roca or Muguritz. Where are they? Both in Spain. Ah. And there's another one in Spain actually called um, Diverexo that I love to go to, which is mind melting. Um, they're punk rock chefs with with uh, Mexicans, they're green Mexicans and stuff, and they and they wow. just really like kind of bend your perception of stuff. Yeah. I know that that kind of. That kind of eating. Um, there's so many that I'd love to go to. There's so many in America per se, or or um, um, French Laundry. Um, there's places in Scandinavia that I'd love to go to um, that are just amazing. There's mm. like, a lot of them are are all very sustainable uh, restaurants that kind of that thrive off things they produce themselves right. and and are hunted and and I, I there's nothing that I hate more than mass-produced mass manufactured food that's in a packet that right. it's just it's just that's not what it should be mm. um so 
yeah, there, 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 are, there are so many. But the, the top of the list would be kind of Muguritz or, or El Salvador de Gun Rocker. Um, or somewhere in Japan. Actually, you know what? Somewhere in Japan. <laughs> so there'd be... There'd be um, um, oh, some, some, some three-star sushi restaurants out there. There's... Mm. Or, oh, okay, go to Thailand. Um, there is... Um, my mind's gone blank now. Um, Kagan. Okay. Kagan in Thailand. He's an Indian chef who moved to Thailand and he does Indian food in Thailand with Thai, oh, wow. with Thai infusions. Oh, wow. Oh, insane. Uh, yeah, I could go on. I could go on. Yeah. God, so many places. Yeah. So little time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean. We almost... It's not scrolling down anymore. It's not scrolling down anymore. We've reached the bottom of the list. There's kind still of. an entire page. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ellen also asks, um, do you have an idol in the restaurant industry? Um, and or a favourite recipe book? Ooh. An idol in the restaurant industry. I'll answer that one first. I think uh, any chef um, would probably... Um, uh, probably answer Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. Um, who you may or may not have heard of him. He's the guy who died recently, uh, three or four years ago. Um, he wrote a book called Kitchen Confidential, um, mm. which is a uh, bare-all tale of being a young chef um, in the kind of late 70s, 80s. Oh, so it's like an autobiography rather than... Yeah, it's a story of his, of his life. And this, so this isn't answering the recipe book. This is answering my okay. idol. Um, but any, any chef... Um, probably aged 35 down mm-hmm. um, would have heard of him and would most likely have read his book Kitchen Confidential mm-hmm. and a lot of them I would, I would say the majority would probably attribute their passion for cooking and going into the industry from that book wow um, it's such an influential story about this this guy Anthony Bourdain and his life as a chef and how absolutely fucking mental it was and I caught the tail end of that kind of lifestyle when I started out. Mm. I caught the tail end of aggressive senior chefs, you know, that would hold you by the throat against the wall and throw stuff at you, you know, kind of beat you up, beat you down um, verbally and physically. And, you know, it was all very aggressive and um, physical. Um, and then as I progressed through the kitchen, that whole mentality in the environment I was in, in the places I chose to work, completely mm. changed mm. Um, to the point that when I kind of became head chef, I couldn't do those things to the junior chefs, and I was so yeah. angry that I couldn't do it because I experienced it. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, no, but, but, um, but yeah, that that like he went through the kind of the, the worst of it. And I'm sure, kind of my my great uncle Gordon would Ramsey. Uh, Gordon Ramsay, yeah. Uh, no, he would um, he would have had the same experience when he was a junior chef um, a little bit before that, uh, and you know that was just it was really. Um, volatile and nasty environment. They were they were all ex convicts or homeless people who were in the kitchen, and um, the stories in his book are mental, absolutely mental. I can't go into them now because because um, it was just going to end up being too long in this podcast. <laughs> um, but it's worth a read, and it's not a big book, uh, and it's uses small words because it's for chefs. So um, so Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain read it and he, he, he's one of those people that turned his life around and, and um, be- made something of himself and became a TV personality and championed people but he couldn't beat depression um, wow. no matter how happy he was on the front of it mm. and that's a big thing in the industry um, he, right. couldn't, he couldn't 
beat it, no matter how much money he had. No much is that right? That it's a big, it's like huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah huge. There's a great. Uh, I'm going to do a little plug here. Uh, there's a great charity called Pilot Light Campaign, okay. um, which focuses on uh, hospitality industry, mainly chefs, um, depression. And uh, the pipe light is, is the you know the, the gas light that's always on whether your ring is off on the on the on the burner. Okay. Uh, and then you can turn the burner on, and that's the pipe light that keeps everything lit. Right. Um. So it's all about this this kind of this underlying tone of of depression, and it's a lot of it is to do with alcoholism and drugs and tiredness and blah blah blah. All these things that are attributed with with hospitality. Which have like they there's a big kind of um. What's the word? A big. Uh, I don't know what the right word is, but it's it's kind of well known that yeah. those things all kind of go together. I didn't yeah, realize about no, the depression, yeah, but I, I know that like the kind of the drugs and the drinking and everything yeah. is kind of really tied up in in the chef industry. It, it, back in the day, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said, I could kind of caught the tail end of that whole that whole thing. Um, mm. and it doesn't happen these days, and and you know what, we wouldn't stand for it as as a employers or or bosses. Mm. Um, it's not on. And mm. and that's the same for any other industry. It shouldn't be shouldn't be any different for hospitality. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Our next question is also from Melan, mm-hmm. who asks, "What's your guilty food pleasure?" <laughs> um, you know, I I I do love a naughty takeaway. Of course. Um, What's your like your <clears throat> fave takeaway? Um, I think. More again, more recently being in Bristol, um, Uwe, mm. um, which I always to the annoyance of Emmy call it Owie, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it drives them, it drives them crazy. Um, but they do some really dirty kind of like burgers, chicken burgers, and naughty fries and stuff, oh, so which is great. But like I used to when I used to get driven up to um, Yorkshire for school by my mum, mm. it'd be like a, a two hour, two and a half hour journey or three hour journey. We always used to go past um, what we called the nipple, um, <laughs> which was a Burger King, which um, had literally like the roof of it was in the shape of a nipple. It was round. <laughs> That's amazing. And um, we'd always stop off there, and and um, I'd get a, a like a Whopper or something as yeah. like, like my little treat. As yeah. Little, Please don't fucking cry, you child. <laughs> um, here's something to shut you up. Uh, so yeah, there's always a soft spot in my heart for for kind of dirty takeaways, but the more I kind of mature, the less I eat that kind of side of it, the kind of Burger King McDonald's and, and because of kind of ethical reasons and stuff. Right. Um, so, but I mean, they're getting better, but mm. still not, still not great. Mm. I think I'd be the same. It's yeah. the, it's the, um, that's my favourite kind of takeaway as well. Yeah. It's a really, really messy, messy. wet, saucy burger. Yeah. Great. <laughs> the one that you, you literally, you have to go and have a shower afterwards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Scrub like yourself in the bath. Onto yeah, yeah. you and uh, yeah, or even absolutely. eat it in the bath. Yeah, done. Two birds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lily has sent some really good questions. Yeah. Um, she asks, um, what is your favourite pie filling? Oh, okay. Uh, and she's asked us, and I'm, again, I'm going to do a little plug here. Mm. Um, so uh, I'm about to open a, a pie and beer restaurant such a good slash combo. bar slash takeaway slash shop don't know uh, it's a single container down at Wapping Wharf in Bristol um, and we are gonna have a whole host of different pies and a whole 
selection of different beers that'll be changing all the time. Um, it'll be super fun, super cheap. Like it's going to be. Um, some beers will be two fifty for a bottle of beer. Like it's, amazing. It's going to be great. There'll be some wacky stuff in there you've never heard of before. Um, from all over the world, from all over Europe. Um, like a Scandinavian beer uh, from Pang Pang Brewery that's called Bong Water, and it's like it's <laughs> tiny little beer, and it's ten percent, and it's unfiltered, and it looks great, and it tastes amazing, but it's just fun and funky. Um, but it's my favourite pie filling from uh, our selection that we do. Um, is probably minced beef and onion, and it's just Classic. really simple, really mm. nice, um, and it's got all the flavour you want. It's got the right kind of consistency, the right wetness from the actual filling. Um, but then actually saying that, one of my other favourites is our vegan pie that we do, and that is <gasps> shout um, out to the vegans, finally. shout out to the vegans. <laughs> and this, I have to say, going from the kind of the, the kind of the history of this this chat we've just had, that um, not big on the vegan food. Yeah. Um, when it's done right, it's I love it, but uh, cool. um, but I I find it difficult to kind of really match the flavour that I can get from from meat and fish mm. with a dish. Mm. It's so difficult to find something that really kind of pairs up to it yeah um but this vegan pie is a it's an indonesian butternut and mustard seed pie with peas oh, wow. it's just absolutely banging so we actually actually we had it last night every night oh, we, we nice. had some home and we had some last night and uh, yeah they're great they're we're really still good. we're still waiting on our pies actually are you well we're opening soon so well <laughs> yeah but mum and dad have had some we have that's a little argument to have later yep yeah, later we'll, um, we'll put it on hold <laughs> pop a pin in that one um what this is another great question from lily yeah um what is your least favorite food that other people love oh do you have like um well obviously avocado or banana sure sure um but i there, there aren't many things that i don't like um I really, I have to, okay, okay. I really struggled <laughs> with um, the grasshoppers or the locusts. From Mexico. From Mexico that, okay. you, that you and Jorge brought back yeah. and gave us that you, you both love. And obviously, like, Jorge loves and, and everyone in Mexico does too. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I tried them and yeah. I get it, but I just couldn't quite get it's over that. It's a very particular yeah. taste. Yeah, I, I think... Um, I've got nothing against it. I've got nothing. Like it does taste nice. Yeah. Uh, but there's just something about that that I just couldn't get my head around. Is it what it is, or is it the flavour? I know. I think it's what it is. Yeah. Uh, which is annoying because it's not something that having someone who's sucked on slugs as a child, <laughs> it's not something that grosses me out at all. Yeah. It. I don't. I'm not squeamish with that. I'm not squeamish with anything really. Yeah. Um. I, I've eaten brains and I've eaten kind of weird <laughs> stuff. Uh, but I, I, I've eaten brains. Yeah, I've eaten brains. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just don't know why. Can't get my head around it. And I, I, I know it tastes nice, and I know mm. it's delicious, and know it's good for you. So full of protein and, and natural goodness that I, I just, I still couldn't, couldn't mm. do it. Yeah, I don't blame yeah. you. I don't blame you at all. I actually wonder if this will like, kind of segue into our next question because, okay, here we go. um, Kim has asked. What do you think we'll all be eating in twenty fifty? Oh, and I guess if we're of... still alive, <laughs> yeah. If the planet you never is know. still existing, twenty twenty might be the last year. True. I mean, I I guess one of the kind of common answers is insects, right? Mm. That insects is the kind of the yeah. next big thing. 
Well, it's it's so easily produced and and, and yeah. manufactured, and, and it's a superfood. Um, so in, insects is probably definitely up there. Whether we are actually eating that uh, in the insect form or or as a, an ingredient in something, who mm. knows? I mean, there's a great film called Soylent Green. Have you heard of that? No. So uh, I think it was uh, in the eighties or nineties, um, and it's all very futuristic and about how humans have fucked up the earth, and there's one tree left. Mm-hmm. And there's a son and his granddad, and he take and his granddad takes um takes his grandson, um to go and see on a trip to go and see the last tree on Earth, um wow. and the son's like oh my god it's amazing so beautiful and then they go back and and um everything's all kind of like everything's so polluted everything's in bubbles and stuff, um Jeez. and then the grandpa dies and and the son was like so upset when when someone dies in this this age, um. They just get taken away by by officials, and uh, you never see them again. Mm. Anyway, the grandson was so determined to find out what happens to his body, so he followed it like, and he's like running through the city and stuff, and manages to find out um, where it goes. And he f- he goes into this factory, and he gets all these dead bodies get processed into um, tablets, and it's called Soylent Green, and oh. it's, it's one of the different food tablets that everyone lives off. Oh my god! Freaky, but you know you never know. That's you never so know. fucked it's up. So fucked up. I love and, films and like that though that are just like really like fucked up. Men, they bend like, they, again. They bend your kind yeah, of perception of the yeah, future yeah. And, and what people would be willing to do to survive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I don't know what we'll be eating. I liked. I would like to say that very little would have changed um, negatively, uh, and that yeah. we are still continuing in in our kind of kind of food habits but in a more sustainable way mm-hmm. uh, in a way that we treat our our, our like our livestock much better mm. they they get given the life that they kind of deserve so that they kind of have um, free range they have um, um, kind of the ability to kind of eat organic food and not get polluted by sprays and stuff mm. um, but oh no yeah, idea no idea um, I would I, I'm not the kind of person that would say we should all be vegan. We should all be eating vegan food, um, because I don't think I don't again I don't think that's sustainable mm. either. Um, but there needs to be a balance. Yeah, I feel like everyone in 2050 is going to be eating the pies. I fucking hope so. Hell yeah! Pies, pies, pies. That's what we should be doing. Good answer. Just like just like go back. Let's edit out everything I just said. <laughs> And let's just go, everyone should be eating pies, uh, but only <laughs> sold by me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> specifically. So everyone people. should travel all over the world on, on jets and aeroplanes to come to <laughs> Bristol yeah. to buy my pies. Let's it's going to happen. 100%. It's going to happen. Um, so going back to something that you mentioned earlier, which I, I told you would come up again, is Jorge's question. Yeah. Which is, if you weren't a chef, yeah. what would be your profession? So, yeah, I mean, I touched on earlier. Now, I, I, I always, as a child, was going astronomer or chef, and that's a quite a weird toss-up. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'm quite smart enough to be an astronomer. Not that I know what the fuck that entails. I, I, I would love to be, you know, one of those people that's just like kind of retired with a with a with a huge um, kind of room with a massive telescope, and you can just, <laughs> you can just sit there. And just stare at the stars all night. And that's what I kind of perceived that as as a child. And that's what I would love. Um, but I think these days an astronomer is someone that stares at a computer all day. And, and sure. it's all to do with maths. So probably not my strong suit. Um, <laughs> so that I think my childhood dream of an astronomer um, 
would be my my other option uh, or mm. fun. I think I quite oh, I think yeah. I quite like that because it's it's active, it's creative, it's Ooh. it's life. Um, huh? But yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I can totally understand why you chose those. Mm. Yeah, very. But a gentleman farmer who does no work, obviously. Sure. Obviously. You have others. To... <laughs> no, Immy's going to be the one out. Immy and Shimmy, who are saving away. Be kicking her out of bed yeah, yeah, yeah. six. No, no, no tractors because they're too expensive. She'll, <laughs> she'll be harrowing the ground with a with a with a donkey or something. <laughs> yeah. Um. My mum asks. Yeah. Do you kiss your Land Rover goodnight? Oh, you know what? Actually, if I didn't live on a street where people would watch me, then um, then yeah, I would. Yeah. No, no. So, um, like, your 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 love. Your second love. <laughs> Who definitely um, has a uh, a temperament, <laughs> um, which was actually showcased last week, right? Um, where I was driving with Emmy to go down to the pie shop um, to collect all my tools I had there from kind of doing it up and stuff, um, and we stuck in a traffic jam. And I, I looked over him and said, "This is exactly why we cycle. It's so much easier to cycle about." And uh, when I, as I said it, I knew that the Lambo would hurt me. <laughs> And it's weird, but like that's the reason why I, I love Landers because they have a character, they have a personality, they 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 have, I don't know, it's it's weird to say that, and it's weird to hear it, but um, there is something there. And uh, anyway, so then we we kept on going through Jaffa Jam. We got to the container, we loaded all the tools into the back, um, uh, got in the car, wouldn't start, would <laughs> would not start, and I was like, I'm bike. really sorry, like you know. You know that I didn't mean it. <laughs> didn't fucking start. So I had to ring the RAC. And they were like three hours away. I was like, this was meant to be oh, a 20-minute round trip to yeah. pick up some tools. Took me 40 minutes to get there. Now I'm three hours waiting for the, for the bloody RAC. Um, and eventually the RAC man turned up and, um, and uh, went through all the things I thought it was. Um, mm. It wasn't flat battery. It wasn't uh, the immobiliser playing up. It was. Um, eventually it was like, oh, have you tried, um, have you tried this? I was like... Of course, I've not tried anything. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, and he just wiggled a wire that was coming out of the starter motor, which was the, the earth wire, which is basically that allows the current to go. Okay. Uh, wiggled it as I started it, and it started. And oh. it was just it just slightly loosened, and all we needed to do was tighten that little nut with a little wire oh, that goes to the chassis. Oh, God. That's all I had to do. And uh, obviously, she chose that moment to, <laughs> to be like, fuck you, be grateful. <laughs> Um, where's so, your bike now Dickie? yeah exactly like 100% is exactly <laughs> what that meant I love that yeah um, been fine since yeah yeah wow until the next time I diss her yeah I don't, don't insult her <laughs> she knows what she's doing um, this is the final question from your dad ooh okay um, and the penultimate question ooh he says Digby just why <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's why. I don't know. I can't explain why, but I apologise. You raised him, Perry. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> um, and I actually have a final question for you. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, can I pet that dog? Oh, you can absolutely. When we get the dog, <laughs> you can absolutely pet the dog. But Thank just be you. careful with the cat because it might chase it. Oh! <gasps> Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna hit each other. They yeah, it's a it's, it's a gun <laughs> dog, so like it might have a bit of a playful nature. Sure. Yeah, yeah she's gonna she's gonna put, put that dog in its place. <laughs> oh, that way round. 
Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. You're gonna raise a sassy catty. I mean she's she's a cat. Yeah. Very, very, very good point. Very good point. Yeah. Um that is all of your questions. Oh woo. Um not that really, was, great. was it? That was quite a few. I've, yeah. I've aged. It's a shame you haven't yeah. had any more. It's now really. my twenty ninth birthday. <laughs> um so uh the next part of the podcast is your call to action. Oh um, yes. Oh this shit. Is the... Oh yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is something that you'd like to leave our listeners with. Um, I actually stopped myself from saying this earlier. Oh, okay. Um, near, the, near the start of the podcast, and it kind of touched on when we were talking about um, travelling and blah, blah, and things like um, loving new experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think probably my call to action would be um, it's never too late to try something new, mm. um, generally. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, don't be afraid to, to do something you, you can't do. Uh, um, don't be afraid of failure. Um, because new experiences are great. I love that. That's perfect. That's so good. I think you're so right. I think it's fear stops us doing so many beautiful things, mm. and I I totally agree that it's mm. never it's never too late. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You fail. Just yeah. Does not matter. Yeah. Absolutely. You'll you'll have learned something either way. Yeah, exactly. Um. Well, thank you so much this is the perfect time because i've just finished my wine so <laughs> um yeah thank you so much digby no i really so enjoyed fun. that there's was, was some brilliant questions in there so yeah. thank you to everyone who asked the question that was that was awesome absolutely yeah i might be to uh, you, you do your little end spiel now i, I, I want to steal your thunder no no no, no it's fine <laughs> no, you're it's so fine. right though yeah, yeah people sent in such such good questions mm. yeah thank you so much um i actually wanted to uh finish by saying a huge thank you to you um, for bringing so much love and joy into our family um, and for making my sister's light burn so much brighter. I mean, it's um, nothing to do with me. It's it, to do with us as, as, a, as a two, as a pair, as a couple. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, it's not my kind of cause. It's, uh, it's, I can't take claim for that. It's the two mm-hmm. of us. I love that. I think... I think you're being very modest and I think it takes it it takes a very special someone to see that kind of fire in someone and as a couple I guess you know it's a it's a good couple when that person is just sort of fanning the flames rather than mm. trying to douse it out mm. and you absolutely do that and um I don't think there's anything wrong with taking credit for giving Immy the space to shine um, which you absolutely do. So thank you. Um, and um, I love you. Oh, I love you too. I love you. Um, thank you to my partner Jorge um, and the talented Jack Drury for creating the podcast music. Um, and of course, a massive thank you to all of you for listening. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. As long as one of us doesn't think we have coronavirus again. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.